Yeah, I can't really I can't really think of anything in particular. I think I Oh yeah, I do know all the time, yeah. <laughs> so like there it was. I think the statute of limitations are run out of this, so But you're gonna be able to access data immediately. Just we're not from Chicago, but we're all as rude as it gets. I feel like what I'm gonna say is age. You know what I mean? And they're and they're they're packaged. So like I feel like a lot of unpacking can be good. All right, I don't want the charm. And tip it a little bit too, and get that wind to burn. Tip it like? Tip the, the match, like that, yeah. Oh, really? And it, it burns. That's good. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Now I got like my <laughs> Hey, go ahead. Oh, I just keep blowing on it. It's got to go in. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> this man needs no introduction. Yeah. <laughs> the ones who know him call him Dan. The ones who love him call him the old bull. <laughs> Dan Letourneau. <laughs> like coming from the Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. XTV. Yeah, just came from Moose Jaw. Yeah, that was good, man. That was good. I'm glad we went with Calzone. Yeah, always good. Mm -hmm. Took Jack's advice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a, it's a rare, rare thing to do. <laughs> Take his so advice. I appreciate being the second uh, person on your podcast. I, yeah, we all know Doug's number one. So <laughs> number two. <laughs> right, right. That's true, man. Yeah, Doug's always number one, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what happens when you when you kiss a man, you know. <laughs> At least nine times. Yeah, it's been a few. God, this fucking thing. I love smoking cigars, man. There's nothing like... You, you, you're the one that got me into this shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff, though. It's an expensive habit, too. So. It is. It is, especially when you really get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, because you... <sighs> let, me, let me start off by saying that already on my, on my, <laughs> on my second guest, I already have my... Uh, uh, what is it? My bucket list guest down already. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Seriously. Audience. Yeah. Like you're the devil. Yeah, right. Right, right. So I want to start off by just talking about you and talking about your life. It, it, uh, just kind of just, just introduce yourself, um, just who you are and, um, where where you were raised and uh just tell me about your just tell me about when you were growing up and and we're just real 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 quick and 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 a after that like college and stuff yeah yeah i'll give you a quick rundown i can't go two and a half hours like doug i'm not that in interesting but i doubt that um, but um yeah so dan Laterno born um 1964 grew up in black oak 
uh, elementary school is now the uh, Hard Rock Casino on 80. So I live two blocks from there. In Black Oak, right? Yeah, tore down my, my elementary school to put up a casino. But uh, growing up there and what was ironic, ironically called Black Oak, which was the only uh, white part of uh, Gary still. Uh, full of hillbillies and rednecks came from the mainly Kentucky, Tennessee to work in the steel mills in the 50s and 60s, like my, like my mother who came from Kentucky. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was a great upbringing. You know, school was, you know, 50% black, 50% white. Um, yeah. Uh, just a great diverse environment. And, um, but yeah, it was a great, great environment. A little, you know, a couple, we were Austin and Hanley um, streets. Are the two streets east of Burr on uh, 29th, and that they became like our neighborhood. Those two streets became it, and you know, you know, everybody who lived there, everybody who you know, um, who had kids, who were friends, you know, hung out, played baseball, basketball, did stuff, got in trouble uh, a lot. Uh, luckily, I, luckily for me, I was never um, caught doing some of the things my my friends were because my mother would have died of embarrassment. And then subsequently, she would have killed me. But what 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 were some of the things that they got in trouble for? Um, you know, ditching school where it was an easy one. Um, but you know, um, but you know, throwing rocks at cars as they get on eighty ninety four snowballs in the winter. Um, you know, just egging houses, doing stupid shit. So you were the the better of the degenerates, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But luckily, it's. Uh, I was always scared of disappointing my mother, so when things would get really heated and stuff, um, yeah, it would, yeah, I could tell, I could get that feeling that you get when you know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, so, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I gotta go, you know, go home, yeah, and, um, I always seemed to have good timing, because something always bad happened after that, so, right, police would come and arrest somebody, and, oh, yeah, friends would go to jail, and, you know, but, yeah, my mom might have known I was there, but at least there was, I was, there was no police record of it. I was always, um, again, I was just always just not wanting to get in trouble and, and create more issues for, for my mom who was busy raising me and my four sisters. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, my sister Natalie's case, I think she always was that bad seed and, you know, ran away and did things that she wanted to do. Um, ironically her later in life, her and my mother were best friends, but at that time, growing up, it was the it was easy to be the best child because Natalie was <laughs> really by far the worst. Yeah. Um. So tell me more about uh your 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 home life as far as like your the dyna- the dynamics between your parents. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, this will be quick because my uh, father was never around. He was uh, he was um uh came around a couple times, you know, and you, 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 I was five, six, seven. And, uh, my mother married grandpa in 72, he came right before that. And I never saw him again. Um, I, I don't know if he was, I'd like to think he, there was a good bone in his body that said, you know, I just want to make it easy for her, but I doubt it. And he just probably didn't want the, um, competition, but, um, but yeah, so I hadn't seen him handful of times my entire life. And, uh, but, uh, as you know, Al was good. Al was a great, great, fantastic yeah. grand- grandfather. Not the best stepfather in the world, but, um, 
But but it, it was a tough situation for him to move into. With at that point, it was Debbie, Natalie, myself, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother was very protective of her kids, and so Al couldn't. He had to walk on eggshells, and he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, isn't it true that um, Granny, uh, your your mom, uh, kind of had kind of had the same luck with all men you know what i mean yeah she did she uh she's very very beautiful uh early in life and and, and with that beauty you know drew a lot of attention from all the guys who were players and all good looking guys except you know they wanted her but they didn't want to settle for just her so um including my father um, the father of uh, my four sisters, you know, we're half brother and sister, but you never hear us say that. Um, yeah, they were all cheaters and screwed around and stuff and moved around a lot. And, um, yeah, my mother didn't really like to put up with shit. So they, they didn't, you know, they, they didn't last very long and they got divorced and, and told my mom got divorced or I'm sorry, married five times. And it's odd because she was still able to say she was married for 35 years to Al. And that's odd because you, know, you have all these marriages. You think it'd, it'd be a lot less, but uh, yeah. So she, she, she was pursued by a lot, of, a lot of guys, and um, um, again, it was just one of those things. The curse of, I think, you know, being as attractive as she was, and she was from Kentucky, so she's probably a little naive too. Can you bring not the mic a little closer? Here, not now. being around, yeah, there you not go. being Perfect. around people, she was probably Perfect. just a little naive. Yeah, uh, around guys and, and stuff like that, but uh, growing up in a holler in London, Kentucky, so right, right. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like I said, I I know Granny's story, and that's that's crazy. Um, so um, how was it? Um, now now that you know the flip side of things, you know, I'm sure growing up without a father. Uh, you know, I mean, you had a stepdad, of course, but mm. growing up without a father that, you know, was your father, knowing like how most people grow up, like how did, how do you think that affected you? And, and, and even your sisters who also didn't grow up without a father. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, I, I'd, I'd be lying to say it was, it was, it wasn't tough. It was, it was just a difficult time and, and watching my mom struggle trying to raise all five of us on her own income. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was not easy. And there was times that, you know, I could really, you know, baseball games and stuff where, you know, all the fathers were there. I, you know, I felt bad, you know, I, I felt sorry for myself, but really, you know, yeah. And, and, the, but I say in, in the long run, my mother did a fantastic job of being a mother and a father to all of us. And, um, you know, there's some things that, as a, a woman, you can't do as a father. You know, you can't come out and you know show me how to, you know, hit a curveball. But, um, <laughs> but she did. She did all as good as she could. She could possibly do, and then some. So, yeah, I don't ever feel. I told her this before she died, and I think she appreciated it. I don't ever feel that I was any less um, because I just had a mother, not a father. As a matter of fact, it, I think it made us closer and made her closer to her daughters too. So, and we still talk about, you know, we get together, we talk about their dad and my dad and how strong mom was. So, it, yeah, I think it probably in, in the long run was probably a better thing because it's better to have 
no father than a father who was a bad father. And, and I, I agree with that. It would be abusive or teach you bad things and and things like that. So um, no, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it. Well, it wasn't easy at, during living through that, and in the long run, it was probably the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. So, tell me about um, tell me about uh, you. Um, I want to know. I know you're you're the only person in your family to graduate college. Tell me about that. Tell me about um, how that came to be. Yeah, you know. Um, my mother's um, uncle, or I'm sorry, my uncle, my mother's brother, um, uh, she had two, and Hayden uh, did graduate from um, Purdue in Kentucky with a PhD. Um, he's kind of a lifetime student, though. He, you know, he did, never really, really used his degree in horticulture for, but, um, but, so, but, so, so, you know, and, and everyone loved that uncle, too. He's the, everyone's favorite uncle. So, and my mom's closest brother, so she was, you know, bound and determined to have me, um, if not one of her other kids, graduate college. So it was never a doubt that when I graduated high school, I was going to go right into college. So there was never any thought about going to the military or getting yeah. a job. Or I'm anything. sorry, I forgot. I forgot Uncle Hayden graduated. He was. Yeah, it was a yeah, PhD. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but as far as the immediate family, you're right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but there there haven't been many. I mean, you know, Gina Beth is a dentist and um but yeah so it's it's uh it's it's a it's a short list but um but yeah so mom always i think it really uh valued formal education even though she didn't really have a lot of it but valued that for the rest of us so she was gonna you know bound to determine to make sure that i went to college and uh what did tell them tell everybody what your degree is in um, I, I went to Indiana University, you know, IUN and Gary and got a, um, a bachelor's and uh, bachelor science in management um, and then a uh, MBA from there as well. Um, Which is a master's, right? Yeah, master's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, tell me about um, uh, how old were you when you graduated with your bachelor's? Um so I started at Purdue Cal and thought computer science was was for me. So I didn't do very well. I, I flunked out after my first year, and um, then you have to, of course, sit out for six months. So it took me five and a half years to get my degree. Really? Um, yeah. So then I joined. I went to IUN. And, and how old were you when you changed the business? Uh, at that point, you know, nineteen, nineteen, twenty. When you failed out? Yeah, when I failed, nineteen, and then then so I graduated when I was. 24, 23 and a half, something like that. With a bachelor's. With a bachelor's degree. And okay. then I, um, nowadays people go right back to school and get a master's degree. Uh, but back back then, they always told you, go work, go find a company that would pay for your MBA. And I did that. And uh, so, I don't know, it was 2000, I think. I got my, uh, so it was 88, and then 2000, I got my MBA. Okay. But, but you know, you got, the problem with an MBA is, well, they actually both, Degrees. I never was a. I was a full time student, but I never was somebody who could just go to school full time. I always had to. I always worked. And, yeah. So you went part time. Yeah. Well, sometimes certainly the MBA was part time, um, but you know your mom got me a job at Long John Silver's and I got in management and you know you work in sixty hour weeks. It's hard to. 
it's hard to take a full class load, but yeah, I did most times, but uh, not always. Um, can you just, and I guess in your own words, just uh, briefly describe um, up until like I was born, how you met mom and had Matt had a, yeah, you know, yeah. just so just we, um, you know I met your mom in, uh, on a field trip. I mean, if she was. Obviously, but uh, I met her on a field trip uh, to Indianapolis for, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the class. It was like health, health something. And because I worked at a drugstore, it kind of, you know, but a lot of it was people were CNAs or working in the health field. But it was a class that, that kind of got you jobs. So it was, um, uh, but it was a health class. So you got credits on that. You also got credits for working. And, um, you know, I met your mom there on a field trip to Indianapolis, and, you know, um, after that, we kind of started dating, although I had a, I, <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time, um, but, uh, so it was kind of juggling, you know, Sherry and around Kim, Kim was her name, and she was back and forth between here and Arizona, Kim was, so. And, and how old were you? Uh, 17, 17 at this point. Um. And then Kim and I, you know, broke, oh, your mom and I stopped seeing each other. Then Kim and I stopped seeing each other. And then I ran to your mom, I don't know, some, a movie or, no, I think it was actually like Homecoming. A couple years later, uh, probably early 20 or 21 years old, and asked her out. And she was absolutely, no, no way. You know, you're not doing this to me again. <laughs> so then I started, and I just kept pursuing her because I knew she worked. She worked at the Long John Silver's right by Canyon. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then the one at Munster. So I just pursued her, and then we ended up dating and um, going out and moving in together and getting married and um, then bought a trailer that, you know, Lori eventually bought from us, the one in Black Oak. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we decided we wanted to have kids, and we couldn't, you know, we're trying and couldn't, uh, couldn't strike gold, so we were just, so we both went and got checked and... Then by the time the results came back, she was pregnant with Matt. And how old are you at this point? Uh, let's see, that was 89, I was 25. Oh, wow. Um, at that point, 24, 25. And then, you know, I guess the pump was prime because you came 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever was was the blockage, we fixed that. So Yeah. Um, was there anything that, um, any indication that, like, made you ready to have kids like when you wanted to you know the the um no i always wanted kids uh, um and i think it was um it was kind of the marriage thing though it was like everybody we knew were, were getting married so we kind of like well okay i guess it's our turn you know it wasn't it wasn't like this really romantic me on one knee on the beach you know yeah um it was just like yeah, okay it's our turn and we kind of got married we had 240 people at the wedding um, and then the next step, of course, is kids. And, you know, you just kind of follow that, you know, follow that program. And whether it's right or wrong, it's, it's, uh, it seemed, seemed like the right thing to do. And, um, and everyone else was doing it. So why not? But yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, no, we, yeah, we were, we were, you know, we, we got along really, really well until we didn't. And then, you know, um, and then we got divorced and, you know, it was, what, um, but, but I will, I will say, your mom's going to listen to this, but I always respect, respected your mom. I never treated her bad, never spoke ill of her. 
In fact, um, my last year of college, I got to give her credit. Um, she worked full time and then some, so I could stay home and do like 35 credits in like eight months. So I did two semesters of like 18 credits and 17 credits or 19 and 18. I forgot what it was, but it was like super more than just full time. Yeah. And all I did was study and go to school so I could finish my degree because it just wasn't happening going part-time. And this was for the master's? For Just for the, my undergrad, for my bachelor's. Okay. So, and she never bitched, never complained at all about that. My mom helped out a little bit, too, financially. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she never complained about being the breadwinner and me, you know, just doing nothing but going to school. So, I, you know, I owe her a debt of gratitude for that. She's never once brought it up, so. Okay. But I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Uh, can you, uh, what would, what, and you're just your opinion. Cause I know there's, you know, two sides of this story or, or three sides. Um, what would you say is the key factors on why you guys got divorced? You know, if you had to, immature. if you had to sum it up, I think it's just immature on both our parts. I, I, I don't think either one of us was was mature enough to deal with, you know, a relationship that, that went south and, you know, our communication, what, what always happens, right? You stop talking, right? Yeah. And, and that's the worst thing you can do, but that's what we did. And then, you know, it's like, well, you want a divorce? Well, I don't want a divorce. Do you want, do you want a divorce? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get a divorce. You know? And it was just like one of those things that we kind of just like mutually decided that that was the right thing to do. And we got divorced and, I don't know. I, you know, but, you know, we've both have gone on and had great lives afterwards. I and mean, she's got a fantastic daughter out of it. Right? Yeah. Brooke and, uh, you know, I think the world of her and, and, uh, with Tiffany, I got Blake. So, you know, I can't complain, um, for sure. But yeah, I, you know, there was no, there was no big fight, no moment, no, you know, infidelity, no, you know, no big moment that really just was the rationale was the reason it was right. Just, I, yeah, I think we both kind of gave up and nobody was right to say, yeah. you know, let's go to counseling. Let's talk about this. It was like, oh, okay, well, you want to get divorced? Well, now I do too. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of it was just lack of maturity. Yeah. Um, how old were, were me and Matt um, when you guys um, got divorced? Two and a half and one and a half. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. That was, that was a hard, hard thing. Did you notice any, any difference in me and Matt's... Um, attitude towards you when because you know, obviously i know you moved out yeah yeah the, the only thing i noticed was with was um you be, you became more of a daddy's boy i think more clingy yeah um when you did see me and and uh um especially sunday nights when it was time to go home you could kind of tell by it was getting later in the day i don't know if you could tell, read a clock or not but um, I could tell that as, you know, six o'clock came along, about four o'clock, you'd get sit in my lap and you'd, you know, you'd just be really close to me, um, as that time to go home was, um, and that was hard. That was hard on me. I mean, it obviously was harder than you. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see, see a little bit, um, more in you than Matt. I mean, um, you know, Matt, Matt's all about the next big thing. So yeah. he was happy to go home and see what was going on at home. And he was happy to come to my house. He was, of course. What we're going to do at my house. So he, at least he hit, he, he certainly masked it in a better way than you did. But I, yeah, I think you, you, you certainly showed most of it. Do you know how the, um, how it worked, 
as far as like uh, when you guys first separated and you moved out, like how you seen us? Like as far as like actual seeing us, actual, like yeah, yeah. So so we had it set up to where I would see you um, every other weekend, and um, and this is and this is when we were babies. Uh, yeah, one half. Okay, and I live with Aunt Nat in Balta. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would see you um, every other weekend for the whole weekend, Friday to Sunday, and then on the weekend I didn't have you, I'd see you, I'd have you guys Wednesday, Wednesday overnight, um, which is kind of standard for certain. right. Um, or at least it was back then. And a lot, yeah, I was working a lot of sh- shift work too. So um, I didn't get to see you all those times. And Natalie and Walter really helped out a lot because here I am working during the midnights during the week. I'm not going to see you on Wednesday. But, you know, Sherry still had her schedule. And I, I, I'm not saying she forced us to have you. That wasn't it. But, but it was my opportunity to see you for a couple hours. Then I go off to the midnights. So Natalie and Walter would keep you and then take you to school the next day or daycare, I guess it was. Uh, so they were a lot of help. Then yeah. First, first you know, what's funny is that you, now that you're saying that I remember being that little and being, being there, being around Nat in Baltimore. Right. And that's why I feel the connection I do because they were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. I never thought about that. Um, so you have three sons. Um, no, nope. well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you obviously have Blake later on in life. Um, so I, I struggle with, um, we talked about this earlier. Um, my biggest struggle in life was, um, like that nobody tells you, um, really when to grow up you know when it's time to put down uh-huh. you know the whatever and or put down the controller and 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 and, uh, and go to work or, or pay bills or, or buy a house or whatever um and i thought i would know all the answers at a certain age and you just you turn this age and you would just know everything um that doesn't happen um you, you got to make those changes yourself when do you have an event that happened that that um that changed you or that made you realize oh shit like i'm a man now um you know i think that um for well this is gonna be my mom for for me i think that when i really finally grew up is when tiffany told me she was pregnant with blake um, because that, because um, we had broken up, and I lived with her, I moved out, moved in with Terry, Terry and Byron had an apartment complex, and they let me have an apartment across the hall for the family, right? And um, when she told me that, after I'd moved in and all that, I'm thinking I'm moving out with my life, um, I think at that moment, at that moment, I, I, I so, realized... And how old were you? I, uh, it's one, uh, I was 31. 30. So you were 31 when you realized, hey. Yeah, yeah. That was even kid. even after you had two kids? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I was still immature. And, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, and it, it really hit me at that point. This, this shit's for real. Yeah, you hear that, Blake? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> you made me grow up. Yeah, this is, this is for real. I mean, you know, it's, you know I'm going to have a, a third child. 
thank God he was a boy, the third child who, uh, um, by another woman. Now. And, you know, this is, I need to get my shit straight. Is that, is that the thing that you think that, because you have two kids, you have two boys already. Mm-hmm. Is that like, is that really what it was? Is is the, that you, now you have a, another kid with another woman is that you know what i mean it's like all right like well, i don't to, want to be yeah you have to understand my mother too you know my mother was very <laughs> didn't want me to get divorced and certainly didn't <laughs> even though she <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah, I know she didn't uh, yeah. But didn't want me to uh, um you know so i made her a vow that i was so i got my mba it was because of her because i said you know hey the good news is i'm gonna go back and get my mba which you've that wanted me to do. Bad news is I got another child. Oh, so that was like your. Oh, that was your. Oh, you're like I gotta. It was my, yeah. Now was that really your plan? It was my. I mean, obviously yours was your plan, but was that like, kind of like the all right? I got to do this now. I was very transparent. Yeah, I was like, Mom, I know I'm disappointing you, but um, but I'm gonna make it up to my going back and get my my MBA. So it was my whole my whole onus for the next six years or five um. years was to make her proud and get get that MBA because she'd been on me to go go back to school and I really didn't want to I mean, yeah you know but um, even though I, even though it's it's even though I knew it was the right thing to do but she uh, yeah it was it was uh, something that that uh, I certainly packaged that way because she couldn't be too mad at me because she was getting all yeah. what she wanted but um, yeah and at that point and you know she didn't really care for Tiffany a lot so um, but she grew to love her and she grew to, you know, you know, really care about her. But at that point she really didn't. So I had, I had to give her some good news right. in, that, in that announcement. But, yeah, but again, I'm blessed because I've had, you know, I've got three great sons. I, and I don't want to exclude Brandon because through that whole relationship with Tiffany, I mean, yeah. he's been great. And, of course. Um, as well. But yeah, so that, but that was it. That was, that was the, the moment that, that I can say kind of made me really take life more seriously. Yeah. That's good, man. That's kind of, I think that's kind of where, what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd love to tell you at 22, you know, I, you know, I got pulled over or I got arrested. Or yeah. I had a near life experience, near death experience, but it was nothing that, as much later in life, you know, so, so there's, there's still hope for you because I was your age when I really <laughs> had something happen to me. Hopefully nothing happens to you. No. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, um, I'm going to start off with this, with, with the, with, <laughs> I'm going to start off with the more negative part of this question. There, there's going to be a follow up. So stay, so stay tuned. But, uh, and I'm doing this for my brothers. Can you name, um, a time with, with each of your sons that you were the most disappointed in each of us? Oh, wow. Yeah, um, you can start with you can start with Matt because we know we know that's the easiest one. Have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think the most disappointed I was with Matt, and it, it was short. It was it was an idiotic thing on my part. Is when he decided he was going to go in the military. Really? Which I really, in in hindsight, am embarrassed that I, that I reacted the way I did because I, you know, the world needs bartenders and stuff like that. So I said it all to him and hurt his feelings. I'm sure. Um, I really. Um, didn't I thought it was a, just a cop out on his part? He just couldn't take going to college. He couldn't take this, so he's going to take the easy way out. In hindsight, I would, you know, that was the worst thing I could have done. I remember exactly where I was at, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, 
in a week ago, and I just remember getting that call. That he was, that he was going to go to the Air Force. He was going to go to the Air Force, and I just, I remember, I remember when he left, being at the, the, the recruitment thing or the center of the bus, taking away and just bawling. I think I cried more than Pat Thomas did. I mean, it was just a wreck. I just, well, you were there. Yeah. You, yeah. And it was just, I was just devastated. But mainly I was devastated by how I reacted. I was very ashamed about how I, how I, how I treated him. Because anybody wants to go to the military, you got to appreciate that. That's not a, you're not running from anything. You're running to something. But I was too, uh, I don't know. Stubborn. Stubborn. Yeah. Too stubborn to realize that. That this was something i thought it was just a knee-jerk reaction and uh, but um with you you want to go to blake first it doesn't matter okay, we'll go to you. i think the most disappointed I, I have been with you the one and it's it's you're probably gonna laugh and again i remember exactly where i was at is at a restaurant called trips in north carolina um in hickory north carolina and when you called me to tell me that you, you you're quitting football <laughs> same thing and because it was because yeah. of that word quitting right it's just yeah that. and i and i really enjoyed watching you play football and i really thought you could be good at it and i thought you were taking the easy way out by by quitting but you know well and, and you're def- point, you'd probably quit a week before by the time you told me you finally got I, done I, I think i'd quit it probably a year before like <laughs> mentally yeah i just um I don't know. Just I, I, I did love football, but like I, the competition aspect of it, just I don't know. It just like it started to really get to me, and I just um, I don't know. I just I just lost the luster for it because you know I was just getting a lot like heavy into girls, and like I just like I don't know. I just knew I wasn't gonna be like college level good. I didn't feel that way, yeah. so it was like. You know, I might as well end this now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just, yeah, it just felt right. And it was, trust me, it was one of the most humbling and, uh, like, terrible things that I remember about admitting to you that, you know, that that phone call was miserable. You know what I mean? Because the last thing I want to do is disappoint my dad. Last thing I want to do is disappoint you. That's like, you know, that's... That's one of the worst things ever. So, like, yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's it's not it's it's not important. And, and the fact that those that that was the biggest disappointment for you is, is, is I guess, a, a good thing. Yeah, in our relationship because I don't have any any big issues. And as far as Blake, I mean, it was and, and it was a little bit with all three of you, but you and you and um, Matt seem to kind of move on to something for school. Okay, I'm not gonna go to school anymore. You know, that bothered me because I went to school and had been raised. You know, that you got to go to college, which I feel differently about now. But, but um, with Blake, he did in my mind when he quit going to school. It was just one of those things I found out about like a semester late. Later, he was living with Daisy, which I knew they moved out to DeKalb, and they just didn't seem to have a plan of an average. We were just both good school, so I was like, well, that's a shitty plan. Yeah. But, yeah. But again, I have to say that in hindsight, you know, all three of you have have done excellent. I'm very proud of all all of you. And you know, if if that's the highest level of disappointment that I have, uh, you know, what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. So let me let me go here. Um. And let me ask you. Uh, can you name a time? 
um, in which, and I'm going to go back to my other, my previous question, but when Granny, aka your mom, was the most disappointed in you, like, like, what do you think it was? Um, let me see. I, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I all, all my uh, trouble with my mom. You know, almost like all the trouble I got into, my mom never knew about. So I was lucky enough not to really disappoint her. I think the um, yeah, I can't really, I can't really think of anything in particular. I think I oh yeah, I do know all the time. Yeah, so <laughs> like there it was. I think the statute of limitations has run out of this. So so I had this girl I mentioned earlier, Kim, that I was dating her um, uncle. Um, offered to steal my car for, and so I could and then take it down to Tennessee and I had a really nice Z28 um, but it had a lot of miles on it I couldn't get what it was worth out of it so he offered to quote unquote I'm using air quotes yeah. steal it and then have me report it and get the insurance oh no shit and, and I wasn't smart enough by leaving stuff in the car so I had this big box in my room where I went and got everything, all my CDs and probably was cassettes actually, um, all my belong stuff I liked in my car, like yeah. the personal belongings in there. And she knew my mother. You know, she just was knew it right away. You had that car stolen. I know you did. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. She knew. She she. But how? Like I never confessed, but she knew. That but how did she know? You think? Just because I wasn't smart enough not to leave everything in the car. Oh, and, so that's... And she was always, like, trust but verify. She was always... She never trusted anybody um, completely. So, yeah. yeah. So she was always, like, what do you... You know you know how serious that was at that point? I didn't think it was that serious. But, of course, in hindsight, yeah. Yeah. Personal. And then yeah. Personal. Yeah. I mean, you could get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But, yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. That was dumb. Did you, well, did you collect the insurance money? Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I got more than I ever would have gotten. Nice. By selling it. Okay. Yeah, so. Hmm. I didn't know that. Don't tell State Farm. Yeah, no. Um, so, can you, can you name the, the th- now I'm going to go back to this. Can you name three, with your three sons, the most, the, the time you were the most proud of us? Oh, um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, actually, for Blake, it was um, it was when he got married. Nice. Um, it was during COVID. It was um, um, yeah, it was then. Um, for uh, Matt, I think it was it was um, it was when when um, when he got when he got married as well. I mean, I thought him crying up on the. Yeah, her, waiting for April to come. Um, you know, she's just a beautiful bride, and just in, soaking it in, and she's just, you know, and then he's the one bawling, like, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I, I still got a picture on my phone. I do, too. too. I know. It's, it's one of the... Yeah, you know, you think he's he's so rock hard about everything. I know, and then you see him crying, I know. Yeah. I may, actually, I have a picture on my phone of me looking at him crying, and, and you can't see it, but I'm almost crying, too. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it made me emotional, yeah. too. Yeah. Because I've never for seen... You, for you, it, it, it was... I, I think it's split for me. I think it's when you bought your house and when you got this new car. Because, and in both cases, I thought it was 
you you had always lived on modest means, living in a trailer, living with Megan's grandma. <laughs> you know, you always, and then you get a house. But equally, as then you always lived to have these shit cars mm-hmm. in the back when you actually got that the Jeep you have now, and we're able to pull off the locks. You had to go somewhere right after that. I remember we, we, I had to go to uh, and the Jones, right? After I sold the trailer. No, the car. I'm back to the car. But, yeah. When so yeah so when you bought the house was 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 one, but then the other one was when you bought the car. Yeah. And what would you say about you the? It was somewhere right afterwards. We couldn't. Uh, when we met in Maryville at Carmax, you had to. You were, oh, I had to go. It was Joe and Jazz's wedding, right? Was that what it was? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So you had somewhere to go. Yeah. But um, it was just it was just very gratifying to see you pull off the lot with a car that you finally could could rely on. Yeah, just like you did here, you know, last year, and then again this year, to the Dells. It was a good feeling. Going to make it, so yeah, you know, it's just it's just great to see you know you see your kids, um, you know, do well for themselves and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it might have been the wedding, but I wasn't invited to the wedding. So. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> hey, you and a lot of other people. <laughs> um, what about uh? Granny, as far as the most proud she was of you. Um. Oh, it was absolutely. It was definitely when I graduated from. Yeah, when I got my undergrad, I think. But my MBA was important to her too. But when I got my my under my undergrad at, at IU, and they did a great outdoor ceremony, and it was just she was just really proud. I mean, it was just it was a, it was. Was she there when it? Yeah, she was there for both, and she was, and both of them were. She was very proud, you know. But um, more of my family was there for my undergrad, and I think she could really relish that and 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 enjoy that. They did a really nice outdoor ceremony in the at IUN, so she was yeah really in her glory then. Now is is there is there anything that obviously Granny passed away, but is there anything that um, that comes to mind of something that you never confessed to Granny that you did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, a lot of yeah. yeah Can you of, just talk yeah. about just one or yeah, two things? A lot of dumb stuff that you know that you do. I mean, you know, as kids, you. Uh, you know, we were. One time, I was out with Jeff Farmer, Jeff Sasser. And uh, friends of mine at that point. And is that is that relation to our Sasser? Yeah. Really? It's like a distant cousin. Okay. But we were I don't drive around in Jeff Sasser's pickup truck, and uh, some girl that um, I don't know left him or didn't return his call. I forgot what it was. He drove the four wheel drive truck through her parents' lawn out in Portage, and then. Um, a couple of miles later, the cops pull us over and, hey, we've got this reporting of a truck and going through a lawn. Well, it looks like this truck and there's dirt up on it. And, oh, by the way, what are you doing with all this beer in the car? And you're oh, okay. obviously not 21. So we had to go to like, uh, but, you know, this shows you how times have changed. This is like 1983, four. And um, so they just grabbed the, the alcohol, wrote us a ticket, and we had to go to like a, a court 
thing. And then court appointed us to a class, four-hour class we had to take about alcohol. Was it like a, dr- a rehab type thing? Yeah, it's alcohol, re- alcohol it, it, yeah, education stuff. And uh, she never, I cannot believe they didn't inform her. She, <laughs> she would have kicked your ass? Oh, she kicked my ass and grounded me and sold my car. How old were you at this time? 19. No shit. I think we're 20. So. Wow. Yeah. And you're still living with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then one time when she was gone, um, we, um, um, ah, come on. Well, there's a couple stories, but I'll just tell you this one because it involves your mom. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was seeing your mom in high school, um, Granny was often, uh, I don't know if she went to Hawaii or she went to, I think it was Hawaii because it was late in the year. Um, and uh, her and Al were off in Hawaii for a week. So, and I was the only one living at home at this point. So I had a bunch of friends over and, um, I remember we, that night we, we had, I don't know, a couple of Sherry and a couple of her friends over, a couple of my friends over, started, you know, drinking. I don't know, we got the girls some wine. I, there was always some place in Gary where you get liquor. And, um, so next thing you know, I don't know. Sherry and I slept, went to my mom's room and stayed the night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this other couple stayed the night. And then Dennis and Sharon stayed in what was my room at that point. And sure enough, Dennis and Sharon impregnated, got impregnated then. And Sharon did. Damn. Like Dennis and had a kid nine months later. Yeah. But to the day. So that's where Jeremy was born. But the kicker was when mom came home, she knew, she just knew that there was a party that had happened. And I don't know if she didn't have any evidence, but she just... <laughs> and sure enough, she looked into my room and looked up, and there were footprints on my ceiling. And I don't know what the hell Dennis and Sharon were doing, but her Damn. footprints were on my ceiling. They, oh, and I, I could not... That's how you get pregnant right there. <laughs> I could not explain that away. I think I think she blew a load in him, and she was like, her foot <laughs> were up in the air like it was... I just finally gave up and said, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I have some people over. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't explain why there were two... And Sharon had like man feet. And so Granny seen that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she and she just was what like, the f- "What the hell is that?" And then I just was like, "Okay, all right, I'm just gonna." Like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so she, yeah, there's a ton of shit she knew that she didn't know or stuff that she had been mortified that that, that I did. But uh, <laughs> and I mean nothing criminal, but you know, just the well, not, yeah, not really. I know what you're saying. Misdemeanor Yeah. Dang, you were, sounds like you were living on the edge, man. Yeah, hardly, but I went, you know, I was hanging out with a lot of friends who, at that point, Northwest Indiana was the capital for tagging cars, and I don't know if you know what that is, but you'd go, like, you'd go, like, buy a, go steal a Jeep Compass like yours, and you go buy a Jeep Compass on a pick-and-pay lot, mm-hmm. and you get the title. And you get the car, and then you, you drill the tags off. Back then, they were riveted in. You drill them out, and you just replace the ones on the, the new one you stole. And then you just go plate it, get new plates and title for the one that was damaged. And then you would re- and then you return would just it? Go, yeah. And then you go ahead, you'd have a $5,000 vehicle, and you'd sell it for 5000 bucks, and you paid $150 at the, at the you know. The, I didn't know that. Autos. Yeah, and, and, and Northwest Indiana was the center of that all in the early 80s and all my friends were doing that just about most of them and they were making money left and right and i was all i just never i just could never it was back to the throwing rocks on cars you know i just knew that wasn't the right thing to do 
And I just could never get myself to do that. But man, my friends had me this close to doing it a couple of really? times. Because they were just, and they were getting thousands of dollars a week. Wow. And then, of course, most of them went to jail at some point. Yeah. All, all it took was one person to get caught. And they, they're ratting everybody out. Right. And they got proof. And they got, you know, they're, they're so, you know, before you know it, everybody's doing eight to ten years. Oh, is that much? Yeah, it was a lot. A lot. Damn. That's Black Oak for you, huh? Yeah, that's Black Oak. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all those guys now, you know? Yeah, well, luckily you're out of jail, but, um, yeah. They probably aren't doing too well. No, they're not. They're not. Damn. Do um, you... Um, do you have anything that comes to mind about, like, your biggest regret? That's probably a deep question, but, like... You know, um... That's a, that's a good question. You know, I... And I don't want to get too philosophical. No, you're good. But, um, you can. Yeah, I think... I, you know, I... I think the way that life has turned out... Um... And I'm just going to say me, uh, at least. For me, it's the way it's supposed to be. Um, you, know, you know, the way God planned it, the way it was supposed to happen. So, like, destiny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't spend a lot of time regretting, uh, think, you know, thinking about regrets and things like that. No, I, I, I really don't. I don't have any, I, you know, I think it's, um, yeah, I could have went back to school a little sooner. I could have done this. I could have done it. Not really. I don't. I, I try not to think about that in the past. I, I, I keep a clear conscience, and I, you know, and I, I, I know I'm always trying to do better tomorrow than I did today. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't get wrapped up in that. I don't have a lot of envy, jealousy, or you know, wishing I'd done this versus that. So no, I really don't. It's good. It's, it's well, it's 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 very, and I, and I did early on, but I don't know what happened. I went to counseling and. Um, when did you go to my divorce you know with, with tiffany before that and it was very freeing it was just one of those things that my gosh when you can sit in a room with somebody who has no doesn't know you and you're not going to see again to your next and you can just talk just about say it. what you gotta say it's, it's really freeing. i know it's awesome it it is i would encourage anybody to do that because it's it just does it just really allows you to because you know you try to talk to to Fallon, or I try to talk to Tiffany. Well, now you got always got, now you're just like, you know, everyone's defensive and everybody's, you know, what do you, what do you mean? You trying to blame me? Yeah. It's, everybody's got a different take on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but regrets, yeah, I just never really, thank God, never really got into that. Just, I mean, I'm not, but don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, I'm by far, you know, the perfect individual, but I just think it's, I'm who I'm supposed to be. That's good. That's good, man. Um, do you, um, I'm not a dad, but I'm a stepdad and, um, I find that my, um, the way that I, uh, my, my teacher, my, my, my parenting skills, I, I always, I guess, indirectly, um, model them after you because you're my dad and, and you did it. You, you that's how you raised me um not having a dad in your life um did you did you take you think you took after granny then for the teaching that you did or or did you just 
kind of take it as you as at life as life went or or what do you what do you think yeah no i took it after Franny. i mean there's a little bit of fake it till you make it but um but yeah i mean i took what she what she did as both mother and father and um you know i'd buy her father's day gifts and stuff like cards and really stuff, she was she was great i mean she was awesome so i uh yeah yeah and and whether it's one parent household or two i think in general the the upbringing is the same, right? The discipline and and the way you teach kids what to do, the parenting skills. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I pretty much and a lot and to be honest, and a lot of it was just, you know, um, yeah. There's some tough love for sure, but there's a lot of love in, in general, and and that seemed to overcome everything. You know, if, if you know, I knew when she, you know, she would she whip me or or punish me. You know, I knew there was still love there. Yeah, I never doubted that for a minute, and um, so yeah, I always tried to instill that and, and keep that. That you know, even when when you know when I had to discipline my kids, that they still knew I loved them. And matter of fact, Natalie would tell you today that that I'd whip you guys and love on you the next minute. Well, that's because I never wanted you guys to think that, that you know. Other than what you did wrong, that was the only reason I'm punishing you. Yeah. Because you punched your brother in the face or you yeah, did right. this or did that. But that was it. That was it. It doesn't affect the help, you know, that, that I, your dad so loves you. It's just you can't do this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I def- definitely stole a lot from Bernie. So is that, like, I guess, I guess, like, what's what, what is it like? Knowing that, like the biggest thing that upsets you, you is, he- I'm 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 guessing being a disappointment to your mother is probably one of the worst things mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel knowing that your son's biggest fear or biggest shame is the same thing as is 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 the disappointment of you to them? You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if I worded that right. No, I, I, I yeah, but I, I know what you mean. I think the, the thing is, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty common, right? You don't, you don't want to disappoint those you love most, and I, and I hope my kids love me enough not to, not to want to disappoint me and 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 make me, you know, feel, the way I'd feel about them being, you know, unsuccessful at something or being right. disappointing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of inherent in there that if you're you have a good relationship with your parents, I think that you're going to walk away and saying, you know, that's the last people I want to disappoint. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would be a um, a, a negative statement about our relationship if if I, my kids didn't care if they didn't. Didn't care if I disappointed my dad or how he felt after I just you know after I disappointed him. Um, I think that would that would tell yeah. a different tale. I think I, I tend to agree with that. I do, and it's just it's I guess just being so raw. It's one of the best things and one of the worst things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it is. It you is. know. Well, let me ask you: when, when have you been disappointed in me? <sighs> You know what? I'm waiting for you to ask that. <laughs> and you're not going to remember. You might not remember this. Mm. And 
I hope this doesn't bring like any kind of weird feelings to you, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. It was, it was at the Morgan Wallen concert. We were at the, we at the bar and it was at the end of the night and we were getting beer and this chick came up to you and asked if she could buy your wristband and you were going to sell her your wristband for 50 bucks. And she thought we had VIP. So like you were going to like rip her off and it really like hit me in a spot to where I'm like, <laughs> my dad's like pretty wealthy. Like, why would he do that? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I don't like, but I really got to do it. Yeah. And you were, and I called you out though. I said, dad, I said, we, we don't have VIP. And like, it kind of turned into something that like, she was like, Oh, you know what I mean? And like, you know, you were drunk. We were all drunk, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, man. Like I said, I just I'm. I mean, no, I don't mean to laugh because I. No, no, no you're good. Really, I really don't remember that. But, yeah. But it it does. It's unfortunate because if I was drunk, it does tell you something. Yeah, but something it, but yeah, that's what I'm like. It, it disappointed me because I'm like, my dad doesn't need money. You know what I mean? But like this, I don't know, 22 year old girl, like you were gonna like rip her off, kinda. And I was like, it just, it made me feel weird. You know what I mean? No, I I know. It wasn't that long ago either. It wasn't, and honestly, but that's okay because if that's if that's what it is, if that's the worst thing, then I think that's pretty good. But yeah, I just, I just, it just turned me off in a way. I was like, man, like. You know, my dad doesn't need money, so why is he trying to like get fifty bucks? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was just, it didn't feel good. Yeah, I but wish I could remember that. yeah, no, 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 yeah, but um, yeah, I mean that was it. Um, other than that, like I said, everything, everything you've ever done, Dad, is um, I, I I've always kind of uh, just followed your your teachings in life and and you know try to get take your advice and make you happy and you know I, i'm the more i the more i spend time with you and the more you know we 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 talk and share notes the more i realize more we're more alike than um than i could ever imagine and that's to me that's the best compliment ever yeah you know when i hear oh you're just like your dad like that's the best thing you'd say to me yeah you know because yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I tell everybody, you know, and I, you know, I have three completely different sons, but I tell everyone, you know, that you're not only you look the most like me, but you act the most like me. You got the OCD like I do, and I pass along to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you worry a lot more than I do. Yeah. Um, not that I wasn't aware at your age, but, but I got, I got to a point where I'm not going to do that anymore. And I thought, you know, I got to just, Control what I can control, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Now that you're dipping into that, is there anything that you've ever uh, wanted to ask me, or any any questions that you have for me that you've ever wanted me to answer? Um. Yeah, you know, that's that's a good question because I don't. You know, I'm trying to think. Do I want to really know the truth? But um, yeah, I mean. The, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, let me ask, ask this. So, when Matt moved to Aurora, and you know, I tried to bribe you to come to Aurora as well. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, which probably would have ended Tiffany in, in our marriage. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but when when I 
when I, and again, I don't think I hounded you, but I think the couple times that I, I put pressure on you, yeah. I, I feel like I put pressure on you about making the decision. Um, why didn't you? Um, I just like, I don't like, I really don't like change, man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Like I moved, I moved 12, 12 houses down to where I grew up. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I knew I would have to make new friends. And I mean, I hate to say it, but like there, as much as I love you, dad. And I just know like mom, just mom had, it just has a way about me that like, she just babies me in a different way that I needed to be babied. Mm-hmm. You know, that mothers will do. Yeah. That I knew, you know, that I guess I kind of learned when I was in Tennessee with you that you weren't around. You were working, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I was, who was I with? <laughs> I was with Tiffany, mm-hmm. and she was the mom of the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love you, Tiffany, you know, but, you know, you're not my mother you're my stepmother, you know, but like my mom just, she just had this way about her where I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I, I, mom always babied me in a way I needed to be babied, yeah. even though I didn't have a car. She wasn't going to give me the things that, you know, you could give me financially, but the, the emotional things that are what I needed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying you couldn't give me that, but, um, yeah, I just I just needed those things, and and it, and it goes. I think it goes along with me um, also just being a creature of habit. Like I knew I wanted to be with my friends, and I knew I wanted to stay in Maryville. And you know, that's just that's. It's, I mean, it's a pretty basic answer. Yeah. Like, I just didn't want to move. Like I just I wanted to stay where I was at. You know. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's. Mom just knows how to how to how to rub me in a way to where like I feel like I don't know I I, I guess uh, yeah just I don't know how to explain it it's it's just a mother's son thing I guess yeah. I don't know yeah. you know she, it's almost like she knew how to she knew exactly what I wanted without me telling her you know. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I get that. Yeah. I thought I thought it was much more friend based. It was, but it was friend based, but it was also like I said, I just knew it was a big change. It, it was going to have to be a big change, and yeah. And it never even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. I mean, I love you, Dad, but I just never, I never thought about moving. I loved seeing you. And I and I love like I loved going out there more than anything, but you know I love going back too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's your house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think that's kind of what it is, and it's the same thing with like Jacoby and Olivia. They love going to their dads, but like uh-huh. they, love they love coming home too. You know what I mean? There's a there's a there's definitely like a dynamic of like that's where I grew up. That's my house. You know, that's, that's my room. That's where I, you know, so it was just, um, it was, I mean, I, I guess too, like, um, I think at, maybe I knew too, like when Matt moved, 
I was finally going to be first. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if if I moved in with you, I was going back to the bottom. <laughs> well, you wouldn't do the worst. No, I know. But I'm just kidding. But, yeah, that's funny. What you say in the card? I know I'm not first, but I'm yeah, not last. I'm not last either. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. You know, being, a, being a mom was one myself. Yeah, I certainly understand that. And I certainly understand how you would, you know, want to stay around your friends and stuff. And Matt, you know, Matt is the best person I know that can make friends anywhere he's at. No, yeah. Yeah, so, and I think for you it might, it might have been more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I already had roots with my friends, too, like, as far as I just had. Like, I'm still, you know, really good friends with them, even though we don't talk all the time. But, like, when we do talk, it's like we just picked everything back up. Yeah. That's one thing I, I do envy about about you and, and, and your brother, uh, Matt, is is that you... Um, I mean, I'm a terrible friend. I mean, I am awful. You know, like, all my high school friends... You know, I talk to five of them once a year. It's a lot. It's, you know, stay, thank God Facebook came along, so I don't have to talk to them. But, and I stay connected with a lot of people, but, you know, there, and I have a lot of, uh, actually girls too, you know, women that say, hey, next time you're out here, next, oh, I saw you're out here seeing your son. Next time you're out here, come see me, we'll go have lunch. Go. And I'm like, oh, I just can't, I got to make sure not to post anything next time. That's my first reaction. <laughs> It's a terrible. It, it, but why? Hate. Why? Why do you think you have that a reaction? Yeah, I, I just hate small talk. I hate to like that. Get, yeah, but you you get caught up stuff. You're pretty. I mean, you're I'm good at. You guys say you're good at. I'm, but I just hate it. I just yeah. hate to seem interested and hate to. You know, it's it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like you know we've had that time in high school together and maybe college and. And now it's time to move on. And I hate know that sounds crass and crude, but it, it, yeah, I just did not. I'm Maybe just, you're afraid of her shit to get awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. I mean, when Holly called the me small to call her dad, I, I was ruminating that for, for 24 hours. I was like, oh, look, I got to call him tomorrow. I got to call him. And, and luckily I was in the car. So I thought I justified it by saying, all right, we just call him while you're in the car. You get not, you know, your captive audience, you're there. Get it over with. It's yeah, I know. It's uh, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I am. I'm a lot. I, I admit, I'm a lousy friend. It, it's not, and not from a standpoint of somebody called me and said, "Hey, can you bail me out? I need help." I would do that in a heartbeat. But it's just the day to day, you know, getting calling somebody once a week to say, "Hey, what are you up to? Oh, this, man. What are you doing? Oh, okay, just checking in. All right, take care." Yeah, I just can't. I just, yeah. I, I just don't do that. I don't, I don't do that with anybody. Yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that way too, man. Like I, I said, think, I think it's because I talk so much at work. I'm just sick of it. Talking to people on the shop floor, talking to customers, talking to supply, you know, and it's like, you know, you got to do a lot of that anyway. But what did you do this weekend? How was your week? You know, and so it's, and I do find a lot of friends in business, but even then, it's just like, oh, it's, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's 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 definitely character flaw on my part. Yeah, no, I I get that. I I have a lot of that with friends, but like there's certain friends too. I like I can call and like I think True is a good example, and I have another buddy named Luke. Like where I can call them all the time, and we could talk once twice a week, and we'll be fine. Like everything will just catch up, 
hang up. Everything's cool. But there's also friends that, like, I know if I get them on the phone, it'll just turn into an awkward, like, silence or whatever. And you know what I mean? Like, there's just certain people that, you know, you just kind of, you're only friends with them because maybe it was the time to be friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you're still trying to drag it on because it's just the thing to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, and you guys live different fucking lives. Right. right. But you're still dragging it on because that was my guy back in 19 fucking 90 or whatever. Right. You know. But yeah, it just. Yeah, and I, I, I hear that. I, I'm, a, I'm a lousy friend in that aspect, too. I'm a lot. Honestly, like, if it wasn't for Matt, like, dragging. I use dragging, like, loosely. But, like, bringing me into his plans and his friends, I wouldn't have any anybody. Because I'm kind of a loner, you know, but I like hanging out. Mm-hmm. I just don't like making the plans. You know what I'm saying? Matt's, I, Matt's a great He's player. the perfect person. Because I can just go over there and everybody's over there. You know, Scott and Taylor are over there, Joe and Jazz, whatever. Like, they're over there already and I can associate myself with them. And I didn't make the plans and just move on. But as far as, like, me making plans ever, well, Matt's like, hey, um, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't even like doing shit for my own birthday you know what i mean or like making plans or anything like i don't know you know i don't even think it's that big a deal you know what i mean i don't make like making a big deal about my birthday or anything but you know you're asking me what i want to do i don't know i guess i don't you know <laughs> so yeah games board games whatever yeah yeah i don't know man yeah i'm the same way though uh we're gonna do a quick segment um i have here the top 10 comedy movies (laughs) of the 2000s so the last 23 years basically um i want to hear your top how many uh, it doesn't have to be 10 but as many as you can name between 2000 and now of like your favorite comedy movies um, and we're gonna compare it to the top ten of of Rolling Stone and oh, see, right. yeah, and just see like how they compare. Um, I know it's a little harder because you kind of gotta reach, you know what I mean? Well, and, and trying to and trying to put them in that town. Like, where's Dumb and Dumber? It doesn't, you know what? Uh, Dumb Dumber's in the nineties. Okay. Um, but um, it is nineties. <laughs> yeah. Trouble, you know what? The reason I did two thousands is because I. When it, when you, I originally did all time, but there was some ones in there like from the seventies. I'm like, there's no way my dad's seen this movie, mm-hmm. so it was like we can't even talk about this. So, um, so you just, I guess if you name it, I'll tell you if it was in the two thousands. Um, what's what's the bowling movie with Woody Harrelson? There's a bowling movie. Bowling, where you got. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, and he gets uh, Munson. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen that? Oh, man. You're not talking about, uh, you're not talking about the Big Lebowski, are you? No. <laughs> okay. No, the same director as the Big Lebowski. It was, uh, I could Google it. Yeah. I think that was too fast. Bowling movie, Woody Harrelson. 1996. <laughs> See, you're, you're all 90s, man. Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Damn. That was that was a good one. So maybe I should go to 
Well, how about just name them and I can then uh, and then I'll respond to. Okay, we could do that too. Yeah, because or you know what I could do, <clears throat> we could do like I'll just do the top ten. And you say, well, that's kind of yeah. I'm trying to think how to the best way to do this because. I, I, I feel like you know all these movies. Well, I'm sure, like American Pie, right? That's from the 1990s, man. Really? Yes. I swear to God. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm stuck in the right. 90s. We're going to do this. Since you can't name any, I'm just going to name it, and you tell me if you've seen it, and if you think it should be on this list, if it's an overrated, underrated okay. type of situation. Yeah. Um. So the number 10 uh, top uh, comedy movie of the 2000s is number 10 is 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, yeah. How, how it's not number one. Right. It's a yeah, great, movie. great movie. It's, I can't believe it's 10. Great cast. By the way, did you see, I saw Steve Carell, no, I'm sorry, the, the director, what's his name, was, uh, was on an interview show saying that that whole wax scene. They had it was real? Oh. Yeah, it was real. Oh, really? One shot to get and It was his idea. Steve Carell's <laughs> idea. He goes, wouldn't it be funny? And and when the guy walked out and said, weak stomach, it's because he was going to get sick. Oh, it was for real? Yeah. And he, um, so so when you go back and look at it now, you can see they're all kind of laughing. Like, like. Yeah. Like they shouldn't, like. But, um. Yeah. But the director said that, that, that it was Steve Carell's idea. Let's let's do it. And that whole Kelly Clarkson and the script. He said they just kept doing that and doing that, and finally it just got so much. And they actually hired a All right, I'm good. Waxer, I'm good. Professional waxer. This is not a good look for me. But yeah. You bitch. Yeah, it was all his idea. Was, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not the nipple. Yeah, it was his idea to do it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that, a great movie. I think, I think it's funny. Like, I think Steve Carell is, is like, he's just like, he's, he's so good. Yeah. And like, just, I haven't seen it, but have you seen The Patient? No. <clears throat> okay. No, I haven't. Matt said it was really good. Yeah. He's just an you all. Know, I think with guys like that, like Jim Carrey had to do the movie 23. And these other movies. Yeah. Steve Carell did the one where he's the 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 well, well patient is one or the and then the one where he was like a soldier or he was being bullied or something. I I forgot. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, and it was but you know, these guys that are so funny they just can't stand just to be funny. They have to show what good actors they yeah. are, which is which is awesome. Yeah. But it also I think diminishes just how good they are. Yeah. You know, like, um, uh, what's his, what's his name? The, the guy you mentioned earlier from, that you love, um, Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler, right? Oh, and Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems. do some serious ones, yeah. right? Yeah, Uncut Gems is good. Yeah, and, and it's just, and it's great, I guess, but just do funny stuff. I don't, you just, there's other people to do the serious acts. So I, you don't like that? I don't like that. I do. I, I don't. If, if it works... If it works, but a lot of times it's. It, it, Did you like Uncut Gems? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. Is it? It's good. Yeah, but yeah. I saw the movie where he was like on the remote control, where he kept fast forwarding it, and all of a sudden his life was over. You know, he kept. Is that click? Yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's him, right? Click. Click. It's a come on comedy. Well, isn't it, it? No, it's a serious movie, right? With Adam Sandler. Yeah. 
Isn't that him? Isn't that? Uh, yeah, cl- if it's Click. Yeah, but, but fast forwards through all his wife's bitching and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's the funny movie, right? I've never seen the movie, but... Oh, yeah, no, but it's kind of a serious movie. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's humor in it, but it's kind of serious because... Oh, okay. Fast forwarding through his entire life. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've actually never seen the movie, yeah, but... Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you know... I mean, there's there's a story... I, I don't know. Uncut Gems I is good. Too, no, I agree. But Uncut Gems, I'm telling you, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I know he's a good actor, but yeah. But, um, yeah. But anyway. No, I I I know. Steve Carell is, is I think really really good at whatever he does. Yeah. Um. So number nine, I've never seen before. Um. I think you have. Uh, it's Walk Hard. The Dewey Cox story. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I bet I hear it's really funny. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's great. Who's the guy? The Step Brothers. Shut That's okay. It's, yeah. But I haven't seen it. John C. Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen it, but I mean, I'm sure it's good. And he's a guy that's good in, I mean, he was, he was, um, he's good in dramatic roles, funny roles. I mean, he's exceptionally good in everything he does. Yeah. So it's probably a very, very funny movie, but I, I never had the inclination to sit through it. Yeah, same. It was just one that passed by, and it was yeah. like... Yeah, Um Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's very it good. Yeah, have you seen that? I never have. Yeah, those two guys, those two Irish guys, yeah. are awesome. They're, yeah. they're good, in the, and they're, they're like a team and a bunch of... They make hot fuzz, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's the guy that's in like all the most recent Mission Impossible movies. He's the techie guy. Okay. Yeah, but he's yeah, they're both very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, number six is a uh, or excuse me, number seven is Napoleon Dynamite. It's it's um, I know it's a controversial I movie. Saw it. A I lot of people feel types of way about it. Yeah, I saw. It. I didn't think it was great. <clears throat> I certainly don't think it should be above those other movies. But yeah. It was okay. I know if... The Fur of Virgin was like... I don't know. It was just... To me, like... It's above a lot of these. Yeah. The ones out here. I mean, every scene in 40 Year Virgin is funny, right? <laughs> no. Where he's, you know, asking it's, the girl, do you like to do it yourself? Yeah. You know, or... You know... I mean, everything is... You know, the transvestite, the... Um, you know, the whole... Um, how old are you? Thirty. I'm forty. Oh, you got to get out of there. <laughs> Everybody's worried about yeah. whole pleasures. Everyone, he's like, did you? Did you and he said she was hurting for a squirt. Yeah. There's there's so many lines in that movie that we we tell each other yeah. over and over. I, mean, I don't think Napoleon Dynamite is one of those. Yeah. Um, number six is uh, The Hangover. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, it's definitely it needs definitely, to be top. Definitely awesome, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's funny. And first time you see the, the doctor, what's the name of this Bush? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he told me. I think he told me. I think I saw on a interview that he said that was his first movie. The um, the doctor, the oh okay, jumps out of the yeah yeah yeah. What's the doctor? Yeah, what's his name? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm tripping. I'm thinking of I'm already I'm already going to the next one. Yeah, Yeah, it's Borat. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Um. uh, Doctor. Um. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. But yeah. 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 It's his first movie. uh, I think he's. Yeah. I think I. I'm pretty sure it was his first movie he was in. Really. Oh shit. Because he was he was joking about his his um, parents. 
Yeah, first movie they go see and they see his he's naked. With his yeah, all that. Man oh, jeez. But um, yeah, that's that's. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was very very funny. I, yeah, Bor- Borat is great. Um, as number five, but well, let's go back to Hangover real quick. That movie, <laughs> that movie is so good because it has it has three guys who are just exceptionally acting and then you have the guy doug who just is there to be there right. you know what i mean right. and he's good too but he's just never he's not in the movie at all no. yeah no he and it's funny he's kind of been that actor is kind of that guy in every movie he's been in yeah he was in like national treasure he's the nerdy he's just yeah always like the third or fourth <laughs> most important guy yeah, number five is Borat, which I think fits. Yeah, yeah, Borat, Borat, Borat's good and offensive. And, oh, very offensive. Yeah, yeah, they get naked in it, and yeah, yeah. And, and and is the next Borat in this list? It's not. That that was really good. Too. Yeah, they got Rudy Giuliani to yeah, yeah, yeah. on the bed. Well, you'll see why. Then I mean, the next four are like to me like the best. Can you? Are you? Do you think you can name? The next four, I feel like you, you've you definitely seen all four. Uh, okay. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give you this hint, and you'll be able to at least name three. Yeah. Um, the next three, uh, four, th- four, three, and two, all Will Ferrell. Oh, is it Jackass or something? Like Mm-mm. Jackass is not in there. Nope. Doesn't does list. Nope. Uh, old school. Is number is number three. Um. Get hard. No. That's not one. Mm mm. Um. Gosh, what is the other? Oh, separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. So you just have two and one. Um. Oh, Anchor. Yep. Anchor. And then they're number one. No, number one? Number one is the, the next one. Really? It's my favorite movie, actually. Um, my favorite comedy movie. I actually said it in my interview. I don't know. Superbad. Superbad? Never seen that movie? Yeah. It's that's great. number one? It's great, yeah. Is that Nick Lovin? Yeah. That's number one? It's a great movie, man. I love that movie. It's a good movie. You think it's a great movie? Oh, yeah. Wow. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I think so, man. I think it just has, like, it has Seth Rogen and, and um, it just has a bunch of good actors and it just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny references in there, man. Yeah. I think you need to rewatch it. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. It's a good one. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I remember, yeah, McLovin. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. I I yeah. Uh, so do you think um do you think just naming your own? You think you would have got a few of these? I would have had to think about it. Yeah, because it's just the timing. You know, when you're old like me, it's hard to think about. You know, over the the years. years. Yeah, no, I get that. Like I said, I was starting off with a bunch of nineties, nineties, nineties movies. Well, I was like I said. I, I mean, what's the one with the zombies? Zombie Land. I thought was good. I thought shouldn't it? Yeah. Top 20 at least? Uh, it might. I mean, I just typed in top mm-hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
There's a lot. I mean, I said there was there was a bunch of lists, but I just went with like Rolling Stone. Oh. Yeah. Like I do. Like I'm. I'm trying to create like a um, a segment where I uh, a segment where I ask questions, and then I get to like uh, a game like that where I do top fives or yeah. whatever. And uh, I was trying to think. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know if you know who Stephen Colbert is, but he's yeah. late night. Of course. Stephen Colbert. So he has this, I think it's 10 questions. I might, I don't know how many. It's the Colbert questionnaire, and he asks everyone the same question. Like, it's like, um, apples or oranges, what's your favorite? And it's, it's what's your best, and, and what's your favorite sandwich? And what's your, what's your favorite movie? And, what, and it's like these same question he asks everybody. So it might be might be worth um, somewhere in your podcast of coming up with some number of questions, whether it's six, eight, ten, and asking everybody the same, just so you can have a comparison. Yeah, of, you know, because at least it's it's a because it's it, it's it's a commonality, right? Then it's kind of get and one of the questions is, what do you think happens to us when we die? You know, so it goes from apples and oranges, you know, what's your favorite fruit hmm. to you know. To what do you think happens when you die? So it gets, it, yeah. So it gradually gets very, further. Very binary. They're very, you know. Open. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, like I said, I'm just trying. It's exactly what I'm trying to do is find a default, um, uh, kind of curriculum for, so that way I don't have to do my homework. It's more of just like, all right, well, this is the questions I always ask, right. and now they know and they can think about it. Right. So, like I said, there's a lot of, like, I know there's a lot of hiccups, like, with these first couple episodes, because I'm trying to figure out the form, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what would be the funnest thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what I just did with you, top five or whatever, top ten. You know, me and Doug did a lot of top tens, but, like, yeah. I guess with you, I was, like, I don't... I don't really know what music you listen to, or I don't know, like, you obviously don't play video games, so, like, I couldn't go there, you know what I'm saying? And now, I guess now that we're going there, like, what, what, um, what are, like, your top five music, like, artists, um, like, in any order? Yeah, you know. Do you not like music? I do. No, I do. Um, you know, I know you call it, you know, um douchebag music but <laughs> oh we're going there yeah you know i like really? yeah yeah i mean i i'm probably the only person that will admit the like uh, nickelback <laughs> um creed um really yeah, i'm starting to, i'm starting to like country now being in central Illinois, you hear there's like 15 country stations and one yeah rock station and it's like 80s and 90s so um yeah i'm uh so I'm starting to like a little more country. Now. Really? Um, like what? 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 Uh, what artists? Uh, um, you know, I was Morgan Wallen, of course. You know. Yeah. Um. Um. What the hell is the name of it? Cole. Cole something. Cole Swindell. Yeah, Cole. Swindell. That's my dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like Cole Swindell. Everybody hates on that guy. Really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Brad Paisley and. Um, you know, the day before Bill Burr, what's Keith Urban's going to be in town at the same okay. place that we're at. 
Um, so that's great for them. For the I always took you as like a old school. I am, I okay. mean, and I'm trying to I'm trying to become a little more modern by, I th- and I think country's my my route to doing that. But I'm definitely an you know a Aerosmith, um, Pat Benatar, Thirty Eight Special guy. You know, oh, I don't know anybody but Aerosmith. Eighties bands, yeah, Van Halen. Okay. More seventies, but yeah, I'm definitely that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, not a Blink One Eighty Two or uh, really. <laughs> I feel like you would like them. I, just, I mean, I've, I've heard heard the music and I like some of it, but uh, it's it's not. It, it's one of those things, you know, when you get to be this age, you don't want to get caught listening to that. You know, you like it, but you don't want to pull up next to somebody with the windows down and having some twenty-five-year-old <laughs> girl look over. And, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's it's. So who? So who's your favorite son? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the room. Yeah. So I would say you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the it's one. Always, he, always in the room. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one who didn't bail on this vacation. Yeah. Right. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the one that's in the room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah, yeah it's it's funny when you have you have. You have kids, kids like this. You know, there's things that 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 you appreciate about each of them. You know, I mean, obviously Matt's, you know, Matt's Mister Down. You know, I told him I had, hey, I think I think I'm getting tickets to a suite for a Bulls game, and all I hear is I'm down. You know, so you know if I get a plus one, I mean, he's more right. I mean, he's and he's and to this point, um, maybe it won't be the same going forward with you, but. To this point, he's always Mr. Available, right? So if I need, hey, I got an extra ticket, I need somebody to go with me, he's always down, whether it's a Cubs game or whatever. So, you know, from a, like a sporting venue standpoint or going to games, I mean, he's been to more Cubs games than he has Sox games, I'm sure, because of me. Yeah. I'm not saying just me, but because of me alone. Um, because yeah. when I get Cubs tickets, well, you know, he's down. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, you know, like in Blake's case, you know, I really appreciate Blake and his I don't know weirdness, and, and I don't mean that I mean that in a very positive way. Weirdness in that that he you know his costume tonight, you know, he's, yeah, just stuff like that. You know, he's black beard, the black yeah, beard. He's always, thinking, he's always reading weird books or watching yeah. weird shows and turning me on to them and telling me I should watch this. And then for you, you know, you've got this. Um, you know, you made me a fan of uh, what's his, who's the ge- geophysicist or astrophysicist? Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. You know, and as I watch everything and read everything he's done, which he's got another book out now. Yeah, does he? Yeah, but um, but you know, it's just it, you know, for you, it's just you know, I think you're uh, this podcast. This is perfect for you. I can't imagine Matt Matt or Blake doing this because this is something that's right at, right up your alley. So yeah, you know, it's, it's it's something that I was I never would have guessed it until you told me. Then when I heard, then I thought, yeah, this is perfect for you because this is something that you you'll really enjoy doing. Yeah, I'm learning all the skills of editing and stuff, and it's really hard. It really is, but like I'm enjoying it, which is nice because I haven't enjoyed something like this in a in a long time. So it feels good. Um, but uh, 
Just to piggyback on what you're saying, just to make our, just to make Matt and Blake feel good. <laughs> um, I, 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 the things, about I admire most about Matt is that I, I, I like, I just feel like he's a leader, in the sense of just he, I just feel like he always knows the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like he just, feel, I, he's just like the older brother. Like he's living in that role. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, he has a he lives, ability to kind of get the troops going in one direction. And yeah. No, he, is. he knows how to get things going. He just, you know, he's always leading. You know what I mean? He's just, I mean, that's that's just the best way to describe him is he's just a, he's a pusher and he, he just knows, he knows well, what. I think it was classic too. Excuse me. But, no, you're good. Um, when you gave the uh, best man speech at his wedding, when you asked, hey, raise your hand if you've been punched by Matt. And oh, I think everybody but Potter had been punched and Scott had been punched yeah. by Matt. So, you know, it, it's just, and it goes to show that they still showed up and came to his wedding. So, there, you know, there's just something, something about Matt that, you know, punch you or not, they still love you. They still love him. And yeah. They, you know, it, it, so it goes beyond yeah that so he's obviously you know he's obviously a good dude i mean right i mean yeah obviously people love him and appreciate what he does but um because otherwise he would have a wedding party of one yeah you, right you and blake too mm-hmm. you know so yeah and then um with blake I, I mean i really you know i i i don't feel like i know blake as well as i i want to but um blake's just uh he's blake you know what I mean? He's, he's who he is. He's, yeah. he's, and, and I guess it's, it's, you, you can't, to me, there's no more, there's nothing better than an authentic person. And that's what Blake is. Yeah, he he's going to bring himself and he's going to be himself a hundred percent. He's going to bring his wife. Who's his wife. And she's just as weird as he is. And, you know, they're going to have a good time. And, and, and yeah, I know you mean that in a good way. And I did no, of course. Cause he's, they're very, you know, and Blake's very smart. I mean, he's, he's really super intelligent. He really is. I mean, he has thoughts on things. I'm like, wow. I, you know, e currencies and uh, what's what's the uh, uh, Bitcoin and stuff. Bitcoin. What's the other one where it's the non fungible tokens? Oh, uh, NFTs. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. And he has, you know, he does research. I don't think he. I don't know if he does research, but he just knows so much shit about. You know, then I think, was that just the way a 26-year-old, 27-year-old son is, that they have all this knowledge at their fingertips? But he just, yeah, he's, he always impresses me when I talk to him. I yeah. talk to him as much as I should, but he, uh, yeah, the things he's into and the things he knows uh, knows about and the type of food he's into and the type of food preparation. I mean, yeah, he's, he, he, he's, he's a very interesting dude and just different. Just different in a, in a very positive. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I and I, and I feel like he was coddled the most, and he he became mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, which is good, man. So let me ask you this: while you're scrolling through your phone, what do you what do you want this podcast to become? What, do, what where do you hope it goes? A year from now, three years from now. What? Doing, I mean, I, I mean, because at some point you're gonna run out of people you know to talk to. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm just hoping don't to. Don't you think it'd be interesting to talk to people you know you don't know at some point, or you just yeah keep it within? No, I mean, it would it would be interesting, but I don't know. I just kind of go with the flow, and maybe like once I graduate from like getting to this level, 
um like getting the people i know like graduate to video maybe uh-huh. which will add a new element to yeah. it it'll be harder i guess it's just how much i can take until i have to like maybe hire somebody to help me yeah because like av is like you know it's it's tough man you know what i mean to get the video right to get the audio right um but uh yeah i'm just hoping that you know just it doesn't have to be something that's super successful to me as of now you know maybe like in a in a um in a period of, um uh after maybe i start video maybe try like a um instagram or something and see what happens and and invite like because like right now i just what i plan to do is get it a couple under under my belt and then just send it to people that would be interested in hearing me and you talk yeah and then see where it goes from there and get feedback like i'm always interested in feedback like that's that's really what i want you know hey this is how you make it better but like right now i just like i want to talk as much as i can to like get you see aspect of like breaking the silence of okay we're done talking okay let's get to something else you know what i mean because like my brain needs to get to because like when i i hate to like i hate to uh format everything i hate to like make everything about rogan because like he's my idol but like when shit gets like quiet on his podcast he goes to like his bank and he just keeps moving but like me i have like a threshold you know what i mean so like i need i do need a refresher sometimes or somebody be like hey like because i could talk for hours but i just can't sometimes it's hard for me to just keep you know the conversation going yeah you know what i'm saying i certainly haven't anywhere close to watch as much or listen to rogan as much as you have but but i do Dude, he is a professional. No, dude, dude, it's ridiculous. Nobody better than him. I thought Howard Stern was the best. He's he's actually better than Howard yeah. Stern. That's that's high praise because he 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 keeps it flowing. He keeps it fresh. He doesn't let you know there be, be any dead air. You know, no, he keeps things. He's got. He never seems to run out of questions. No, I mean it's it's almost like he has like questions that he still has to ask, but he's like, all right, we we're out of time. You know, right, <laughs> it's like right, leave him one more. Right, that's the key in Hollywood, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, and I know it's gonna start graduating to like, you know, I'm gonna want two guests instead of one, like two people, which is gonna have me have to buy more mics or buy more, um just buy more equipment because like with these mics they're usb mics um and if you want to do more mics you have to like buy like it's just uh, there's yeah, just, just a, yeah. yeah there's just an upgrade it's for like, everything yeah. which yeah, it costs money. yeah pretty much but like it's something i like to do so i mean you know i find the you know i'm gonna find the funds to do it yeah you know even if it's something like well, I, said, this, I mean to be honest you know this is your hobby right i mean you know yeah. Yeah, I play golf and you do this. I mean, it's, you know, you got to have some outlet for, for, for not dealing with work and family. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some, some way to, enjoy, you know, enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. And even having like this morning, like thinking of the questions that I had to ask him and stuff, like, even though I hate homework, it kind of felt good to have an assignment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sit there and be like, okay, like, I gotta do this, or else I'm gonna have nothing for dad. Like you know, I mean, I would have you shit. Know, it's funny because you and I um, talk like this all the time. We talk at a dinner table. We talk uh, yeah, like this at the pool today, at the bar. You know, so it's it it's 
in some ways it may be boring boring for people who are listening to this because you and I talk like this all the time. Yeah. Right? I mean you're always you're always asking questions or I'm always asking questions yeah. of you about this, that and the other thing. So it's it's nice that we you know I mean to to me this is easy this is what we do all the time yeah same yeah right because you you and i are, are always i mean nothing nothing is i don't think it's matt or uh or, or or blake but conversations with them are much more transactional you know would you do this week what do you do next yeah week? what's the plan where we where getting travel to next you know that kind of stuff um oh did you see that, that game you know stuff like that with matt you know and um with with you, it's it's much more feelings, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's much more about life and what, what's, what you're going through at the moment, what I'm going through, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And again, you know, you know, not, and I don't mean that in any derogatory way to to, to matter. I don't no. matter Blake, but it's just the, those conversations are much are a little different. <clears throat> with you, it's. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe it's because you and I are more alike too. You know, we, yeah, you know, we have different emo- more emotions. We're OCD. We're you know, we we've kind of dealt with life in the same terms. So, but um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's it's just different with with them. Yeah, no, I agree. Better, not worse, just different. Yeah, but just different. No, I agree. I mean, I just the reason I feel this way though is because like. I don't know. I just like, I just take life pretty serious. Like when I go through things in life, like I just don't see it as like, oh yeah, like I did this and like, I'm like, man, that happened. Like, man, I got to tell someone about this or like, did it, I wonder if anybody else has ever done this and feel this way, you know, like I'm going through life and it just feels like everybody's just like living it like it's nothing. You know what I mean? But I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm making this much money or I'm going to work all the time. Like, is anybody else noticing Like, you have no time anymore to do anything? Right. Or is anybody else notice like the switch of like, man, it feels like yesterday I was playing video games and now I'm working 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, you know, I just don't like feeling like I'm alone in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it feels good to, to talk about, you know. So who's your next, who's your top three next after, after Doug and the old bull? Who uh, you want to get uh, Drew, which is next week. I'm gonna do Drew in Peoria. Oh, you are. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. You Which, mean if I do Drew? Yeah, yeah. Drew. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Drew. Um, probably Scott. Um, Where's Matt at? You know, you want to Matt's on, on there too, of course. So you got him kind of pegged late. What? How come? Uh, no, it's just it's. You, you want to get shit straight before? Or you can't. I, I don't the, know. You can't handle the truth. No, I think you know, Matt's gonna be a straight truth teller. Yeah. No, I, I guess maybe because he's just my brother. You know what I mean? Like we talk all the time. Yeah. I just want to like. It's not like it's mad. It's just, I'm just ta- telling you the people that like, no, I, I definitely like know or don't know where the things could go. And I'm not suggesting you rush Blake into this. Well, I was going to. But Blake, I bet, I guarantee you Blake will surprise us all with something. Yeah. He's going to come out as binary or polyamorous. 
<laughs> he, he's going to come out and he's going to surprise you with a story that he's studying Gaelic or something. Yeah, everybody's there. Blake, Blake will shock it all in one form or fashion. He'll have a, a, a surprise, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I think Blake is 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 an interesting cat, like in the sense of, like I said, I I mean, we see him every now and then, and, and it's just in and out, and it's yeah, we don't get very deep on anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, mean, like, to, I don't mean this like, negative to you or Matt, but he is certainly the most inter- from an just interesting son that I have because every time I talk to him, he's always shocked, surprised me with something he's doing. So he's doing something. Like what? An well, they're thing. going to different shows. They want to go to Des Moines, or yeah, you know, and that's not true. He didn't say. That. But there's always there's every time I talk to him about what's going on in his life, it always is very surprising to me, hmm. and 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 kind of sad on my part because I I shouldn't be surprised at this point in his life. But it's always surprising that you know. But it's it's Daisy. Him and Daisy have their their own way about life and you know their marriage and what they want to do and yeah they always surprise you know the costumes today again i hate to keep bringing that <laughs> i love that, I love, they, that. They, they, I love it too i think that shit correct yeah i think it's awesome <laughs> it's a great neighborhood they have a great b- bunch of trick-or-treaters coming that's awesome that they do that but yeah he's giving me book titles to read or yeah to watch and they're just yeah he's just He's just he's he's an interesting dude, but he's yeah. definitely different. He's an interesting guy, man. I just yeah, I, I just I hope I can get him. Uh, I mean, I guess even if I have to go to him, yeah, you know, which I have no problem with. Yeah. You know, my my schedule gets more more open. Um, as life goes on, you know, so like this is like I said, I'm even willing to travel to do this. Like I said, it's yeah. Well, you got a nice little setup here. So yeah. Moves, so. For now, I mean, until I get more serious about it, as far as like the equipment and stuff, like to where it's like a permanent thing. Like I was, I would love to, if I ever move, to have like a room, you know, just to have, you know. You'd never move out of Maryville, please. Uh, no, I would. <laughs> Alert the hand. Uh, yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely thought about it. You know, it's it's coming. Yeah. But I don't know if it's gonna be Knoxville, but <laughs> Yeah. I get your job in uh the area. I don't know if I want to move to Illinois. Yeah, I'm Yeah. Too many taxes and yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna move, move somewhere where there's Yeah. I just yeah. Warmer weather and, and no no state income tax. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah. Your mom would be devastated if you move, if you and Ann both are Blake, uh, Matt, both Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, I um. That would be tough, you know. You, you, as you get older, you know, just moving, moving it as your family gets older. I just. Yeah. With grandma and stuff, I, I just always think about that. Yeah, you know. That's, I'm glad you do, because you know what? You know, we said this earlier, um, but I want to get this on tape. You know, your the your grandma is the absolute best person I know, uh, Grandma Pat, and and your mom's family are outstanding. I mean, people are amazed when I sit there and rave about my in laws. 
and tell them how wonderful they are. And they just, you're, you're really, you're in love. Oh yeah, I'm going out to see my in-laws for Thanksgiving. You know, not that my recent in-laws, my other first in-laws. You know, they just and and they say they must be wonderful people. I said, oh, they are, they are. And Pat is the matriarch. She's the best of the bunch. I mean, she's, yeah, she's she's amazing. She's amazing. So, um, yeah, I would hope. I want Matt to do what he wants to do, but that would crush Pat if she. Yeah. And if you move, that would crush Pat. So, you know, hopefully. I'm not moving far if I do. Well, hopefully, you know, um, if if he does move, she comes to visit like she does Anthony. And, you know, because I know she likes those trips and stuff like that. But hopefully it's it's like that because she's, she's just a wonderful. I agree. And, I mean, yeah, she's an excellent woman. You know, I, and, I, and, I, and I came along. I don't know, I'm sure it was 16, 17 or something. So I saw some stuff, but I didn't see the worst of it. But, yeah, the fact that she's survived and, and managed to, to live through all that and still have a smile and laugh. I know. An upbeat demeanor. Oh, my gosh. it's. I just have a theory about that, like that there's kind of two, two types of people that go through that kind of trauma. And there's people that live it. And don't don't want anybody else t- to go through that. So they they become that person, right. the the loving person. And then there's the people that are like, oh no no no, the people they're gonna they're gonna feel my pain too. Yeah, right? She's not that. No. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, but it's the it's the it's the grandma and Skip paradox of they both went through shitty shit, but like one of them's like, I'm gonna I'll take advantage of you. And the other one's like, Oh, uh, I'm just gonna do what I do and if you take advantage of me, you know, whatever, you know. Right. That's grandma. She's like, I hope you don't take advantage of me because I'm gonna give you everything. Yeah. You know? No, no, yeah. That's that's great. She's mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite people me too she's just she's just so caring so loving mm-hmm. just you know loves you guys and i mean shit she even loves blake when he like comes around or yeah you know and it's she's just yeah and she you know when when now, she, now grant grant she would um want to know that natalie or i were up there to see mom like what day are you coming to see your mom this weekend i'll meet you up there if natalie was there i was there but that's all that's you know that's a commitment you know I, when I think about how many people go see my mom in the nursing home, you know, and yeah. her own family, and yet Pat's coming up there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's lovely. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, well, let me tell you this, and, and, I, and I know you know this, but there wasn't many people <laughs> that, that, that appreciated and loved Granny more than, than Grandma. And she still talks about how, oh, she loved you boys so much. And, you know, this is your grandma you're talking about who loves you more than anything. And she's telling you that there that there's a grandma on the other side that loves you. Yeah. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, what a great woman she was. And, you know, all this stuff. And, like, it's it's so foreign because you're, I mean, I hate to say it, but you're, you're around some women that just. Like jealousy, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's a yeah. grandma just sitting there being like, they're. There's nobody that loves you more than that lady, you know. I know. I know. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I I haven't heard that before. I'm I'm not surprised that Pat would say that because that's the kind of person she is. She's just so honest and uh, and and yeah. caring and 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 just 
True. She's just very yeah honest and and uh, and uh, forthright. And she's yeah. I mean, she and she's right. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 kind of like how I looked at mom, how she was with you and Matt. As bad as you guys were, we'd get our ass beat left and right. And I think she only whipped Matt one time, never whipped you, I don't think. But Matt rolled her fist up at her when she couldn't help but beat <laughs> And she felt, she would cry, call me crying, and I apologized, and please, I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> but, but, and I'm sure he deserved it. But the, uh, but yeah, she thought nothing of whipping our ass. Yeah. So when you see like me with Greeley or, or Brock, it's the same paradox. Right. It's, it's just something about grandkids, and you'll see it one day, but something about grandkids, you just have a whole different view of them and of life, and you let them get by with a lot more than you ever would your own kids. And Yeah. And the love is different. You know, right. better or not worse, it's just different. And it's, you know, I see it now with Brenda, with her granddaughter. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, she lets her, her get by with, anything yeah and she she was so hard on her boys her kids were really was she well well based on what i heard what she said they tell me so it's yeah but it's just it's just funny that it's just the way things are you know that um you know granny just all she did was invest love in you guys yeah and and i and to be honest I, and i don't i probably shouldn't say this because um but you know i i, I I always felt bad for Blake because I don't think Blake got got the same level of love from Granny and Grandpa that you guys got. But I think it's also fair to say that because Tiffany never let Blake... Did I say Brock? I'm sorry. Blake. No, you said Blake. Okay, Blake, stay over there as much. Like, you guys. I mean, Sherry needed to go out on a Saturday night. She'd call me and I, well, I'm busy. Call my mom, she'll watch them, and she did. Then the next week, I was supposed to have you guys, hey, Tiffany, I go out, can you watch? I mean, she never, ever said no. She watched you guys all the time, every time we asked, without doubt. Al, Al never complained. He loved to have you guys, and that and that was great. Mom loved to have you every time. And, um, you know, it, it's just, when it came time, like, Hey, can Blake, you know, maybe should, let's go out and let Blake over there. And then Tiffany like, oh, I don't know. Your mom doesn't really, really? know him and doesn't really. She kind of put it in your head. He would love to have been around you guys. So that, yeah. anyway, and then he didn't, you know, and mom would have loved him and treated him great. But yeah, Tiffany, I regret, I, you know, if I had a regret about my kids, I regret I didn't push that more because that would have made her and Blake have more of a relationship. Yeah. So I kind of feel bad about that, but. Um, but you know, yeah, like I said, you know, I can't, undo, I can't change that. So I'm not going to sit here and, and have regrets over that. Yeah. Ruminate over that. But, but certainly from a Blake standpoint, I think they both lost out because they both could have, could have benefited more, more. From yeah. Blake was a good, Blake was a good, good kid. Yeah, he was. Loving when he was young and really, yeah. you, know, a, you know, a good kid, but he was, he was certainly could like to be at home as you know. He, yeah. I just think Blake was, and I think you're seeing it now, but I think Blake was, has always been misunderstood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think he's always been a lonely person, mm-hmm. only, you know, Yeah. essentially an only, child, only but, child, but not. Three brothers. Yeah. Yeah, he's an only child. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that 
Um, cause he wasn't always, I mean, he was always quiet, but he wasn't always as weird as he is. And I mean that in the most loving way, but you know, he's clearly has his, his, uh, likes, you know what I mean? That it's way different than ours, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, you know, no big, like I said, that's, that's the thing that I love the most about him is how, how him he is. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there's nobody I know that's more comfortable in their skin than he is. And thank God he is because, he, you know, he doesn't have the issues you and I have about, you know, self. Yeah. Doubt. Self-worth. Yeah, and self-worth. Self-esteem, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. You think Matt worries about self-esteem? Or no. Not a bit, right? You and I worry about it all the time. Yeah, it's it's one of my biggest, one of my biggest demons. Yeah, mine too. To be honest with you. I mean, I, I tend. go away, so. Yeah. So unfortunately, you just have to kind of. I just yeah. Deal with it and just and just not let it take over your life. You know? Yeah. I just tend to think about things more than I should. Like, oh, I said this, and that's why I don't get serious. Like, that's why I don't get mad with people because I. I think about like snapping on people. Like, if I snap on somebody, I'll think about that for days. Like, oh, man, I could have handled that better. Even if it was not my fault. You know what I mean? Even if that guy deserved it. I'm like, man, I could have probably handled myself better. Could have not shown my... That's a trait, though. That's, that's not a bad trait to have. To be self, you know, um, introspective or... Yeah. It's not, but it just it just eats at me. Because, like, it's not just those things. It's the light things, too. Of Like, oh, maybe... Yeah. You know, because even when I deserve to be upset or I deserve to do this or that, like I, I still will be like, I'll still self-reflect or self-doubt myself. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, shouldn't have acted that way or shouldn't have uh, said that or whatever, you know, even though like, you know, that's why I take a lot. That's why I, that's why I talk so much about things like this, because I need people to validate me of, yeah. was I being a dick there or was... Yeah. It was I did I deserve this or did it, you know what do you think if if this is the situation like should I've done this like you know self doubt is like something that was instilled in me a, a long time ago and it just it's it's a blessing and a curse because it allows me to constantly self check myself where I'll never be the guy I'll never be the guy that doesn't pick up on a cue like oh um <laughs> uh He's being annoying. Like, I know when I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. I know when I'm not wanted around. I, you know, right. I know when I'm not being whatever, when I'm being rude or when I'm, be, you know, I, I always know. So, how, how does this, this podcast, I mean, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. This seems like a great catharsis for you. Even though you're supposedly interviewing the subject. You're still talking and giving your input. This seems like an awesome lesson for for counseling, right? I mean, it seems like, okay, I don't want to go to counseling, so let me do a podcast. Pretty much. And then I can sit there and interview people, talk to them, find... I mean, there's probably nothing you learned in Doug's interview maybe maybe that i didn't that i didn't know yeah maybe not maybe not anything that like but the fact that you were able to do it and share stuff so my my point is how much of that is how much of this is for you a lot of it (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's i think it's what you take from it you know what i mean 
Yeah. Like if you if you felt like we if you felt like you took some from a great, but I definitely do too. You know what I mean? But like, I definitely want to go away from these podcasts saying that I learned something and that we're and that whoever I'm interviewing or we're a little bit closer and, right. and hopefully you enjoyed yourself and hopefully we could do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the sense of that, um, yeah, a lot of this is for me. Clearly, and I, I'm not shy about that. But also to the the seeing it come together and seeing me make the the podcast and 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 have it come from nothing to like literally putting it together, creating the intro, uh, making it what it is, and putting it on the internet like that was yeah. so satisfying. Yeah, but so that that's what made me want to do it even more. That's good. Where I was like, I can't fucking wait to interview the next person because I want to, I can't wait to edit it and I can't wait to put it together to make it something to, to be able to send it to people. Oh shit. Uh, Adam's interviewing his dad. Like, I want to hear that. Well, I ask is, could, could you see yourself interviewing somebody like Brenda? Something you don't yeah. know anything about. Because the thing is, is that be better or worse? Because it, because everything you learn about her, you're going to, it's going to be new, right? Yeah, but. So it's different, right? Than yeah. Me and that. Yeah, but that's okay though. Because like I still have, I'll still be able to have the repertoire of questions I have, you know. Because like I feel like even some of my friends I want to interview in my head, I might know much as much about Brenda as I know about them because they never talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like a guy like I mean, no offense, but like a guy like Joe, I don't know much about his life. I don't know much about his demons, his his likes, his dislikes. You know what I mean? We don't really get deep like that, but I would love to. But I would love to interview Brenda. Just anybody. Anybody who wants to talk. Yeah. Anybody who wants to give me an hour, two hours of their time. You know, I just, I don't want to feel like it's something that people don't want to do. Right. If, because if you don't want to do it, then that's fine. Well, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the person kind of blew you off. You know, that, you know that's, yeah, they don't want to do it. They don't do it, right? Yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe it's just the time's not right now, too. So Could be. Yeah. Could be. But yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. I'd rather you, I mean, the same thing with, <laughs> we were talking about earlier, like, you know, people <laughs> paying to have sex. Like, I don't want to fuck somebody that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, that doesn't want to do it. Like, I just, I want the, yeah. I want you to be here because you're, you want to be here. Right. And not because like, I, I forced you to be here and yeah. oh, you're next. Like, no, I, this is all for me yeah. and for you. In the sense of that we're both just, we're just talking, like, really. Like, that's all we're doing. We just have mics in front of our faces. And that's all you have to do is sit here and talk. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. If you don't answer my questions, say, hey, I don't feel like answering that question. And we can move on. In the grand scheme of things, what would we be doing right now if we weren't doing this? We'd be doing the exact same thing. Right, except no mics in our face. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Just being able to publish it and I guess making it like an art in the sense of I'm creating a name, creating a a, 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 a brand for myself in like a low-key way. Yeah, like maybe it'll end up being something, maybe it won't, but that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like, hey, like like the best thing I guess for me like to think about it is like interviewing people and having, getting a cool logo like to where it's not just the boxes I had and then being like somebody I don't know being like, hey, like I would, you know, I would love to do your podcast and just talk and just, you know what I mean? Like have somebody maybe from my high school or something be like, hey, I, I've seen that you have a podcast. I'd love to do it. And then go from there. You know what I mean? That's it.
So on a personal level, where do you see? Where do you see? Without getting too personal, where do you see yourself when you're forty? You have a whole decade. You still driving a truck? Yeah. Still living in Maryville? No. Same house. No. No. So you you thinking about moving? Yeah. Um. Let me. Let me get a drink. All right, go ahead and ask that question again. Yeah, so so you're 31 now? Right? I'll be 32 next month, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, where do you see yourself when you're, when you're 40? Physically, emotionally? Um, um, you know, I'm not asking romantically, but where do you, where do you see yourself career-wise, life-wise? Another. I'm hoping to be in the same company. Like I said, I'm making really good money. Working for McLean, you know, making more money than I ever thought I ever would. That was a good move. I yeah, I'm still impressed. Like you know, it's gonna be crazy though. Working midnights for ten years, you know, just I never thought I'd be. So they don't have a day shift option. Or? So they're talking about maybe going to days eventually, like everybody, but. This job is just it's 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 just meant for nights. It sounds like it is. You know, with the with the size of the truck, because the second the sun comes up, it's like, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. the, the it yeah. just gets harder. There's yeah. people in the parking lot. You got to get them to move. It's right. just it's a pain in the fucking ass. So it's like, um, but yeah, no, um, same company. Hopefully. So Matt goes to Knoxville, you would not, and and sell, take plants roots. You you can't imagine going there. I don't think so. Not really. Not that I wouldn't want to, because I would, but this is just all I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it's you know, and certainly not all about me, but um, you know, I hope you stay in the area because. Because it's only a couple hours away. Lake's on the way here. Yeah. I completely were here. Like, so this is this is the way I look at it. Is I, I, I find it hard to even go on vacation. I couldn't imagine, like, trying to find time to go just go see somebody. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to weigh yeah. one thing or another. But, no, I, I get it. You know, it's just, it's hard, man. It's, and maybe, well... Things might be different in the future, but, you know, as of now, I just can't see myself doing that. You know, even like with Anthony moving where he was in Charleston, he, and he did move back. Where did he move to? Evansville? Right? Five hours away? It's still far as shit. Yeah, it's still far. Yeah. Yeah, when but. He moved from Charleston to Evansville. They must have given him a lot of money. Yeah, it was a promotion to my, my understanding, but, um,. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think that, you know, Matt might be moving, you know, just, I, I, selfishly, I hope, I hope it's not true, Yeah. but I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know because of, you know, April's family and stuff, I can't, I just, it's hard for me to imagine her leaving her family, but yet, in life, you know. Yeah. You know, if. And as she said to me, you know, if my husband's breadwinner and I'm the secondary earner, then I need to go where he can earn the most, you know, so she needs to follow him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
That's tough, man. We all do that. You know, I moved to Tennessee. I mean, look at Deb. And I, and Deb. And I tell you, my mom, Granny, was not happy, but and she cried. But she said, I understand. I know it's better for your career. Because my mom was all about work. Whatever's best for your career, do it. And she was happy when I moved back and got closer. But, but she understood why I did what I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that about Granny. Me too. Me too. There's a... And I'll never forget this, but like, there's just like, just working in this field, you know, you kind of run into a lot of people as far as like people getting in your way and shit at Pepsi and like McLean. And I'll never forget. I hate like doing this dance with people. Like I'm bringing in like a, a a stack of whatever, you know, on on a hand cart and people are in my way or whatever. And uh, this old lady was like, oh, let me get out of your way. I'll never stop a man from working. I'm like, that's that's the cruelest thing you could ever say. Yeah, right? And I mean, like, hey, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you probably, like, your hus- you probably worked your husband to the bone. But, like, I don't know. I just, to me, like, I just, like, I, like, I don't mind that. Like, I don't mind working. When I, when I don't work, I, I don't feel right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just meant to be put to work. It's the only thing that gets me, like, I hate, don't get me wrong, I fucking hate working like anybody else, but when I'm done, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. You got that gym workout mentality, right? You, you know, you probably walk in the gym and you're, you're bemoaning it, but then you walk out yeah. feeling like you've really done yeah. something and you have. So. Yeah. And there's just something about, like I said, a hard day's work that just makes me feel more like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, I don't think there's anything on this earth that just makes you feel better than like earning my, my, I think cause I just never thought I'd be somebody who could, who could take care of myself, you know, but now I'm, I bought a house, I have a car, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. I mean, you're doing, you're doing great. I mean, it's, but you're right. That's what, that's what Granny's whole life was. I mean, it was all about don't leave, don't leave your job because, you know, once you got a job, it's precious. And, you know, whenever anybody would talk about leaving, you know, like Blake, Blake would drive her nuts. You know, just get a job, stay there. Stay there and build a career. Yeah. Get a pension. Get a pension. Back, back in the days, they had pension. And it's funny, just, uh, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm like that too. You know, I get, you know, how many jobs? I, I have had, had less than a handful of jobs since I graduated college just and it's just ingrained in me I mean it could have been job shopping like uh like Blake did but it's just and maybe it makes some sense to keep moving up like he does but you know it's just it's just not what I was taught I was taught to stay and build something everywhere I was at yeah I'm the same way I'm the same way it's interesting it's actually very interesting to hear that you that you want to stay where you're at. That's that's a that's a testament to how to obviously the job is good enough. And I mean, I hate to say it, but like, <laughs> uh, every job I've ever had is kind of like every woman I've ever had. Like I have had every intention on staying, hundred percent, and I've had every intention of working to the bone on whatever I'm doing. But, you know, I mean, something happens and you move along and then the next come along and, you know, yeah. I have every intention of staying there and, you know, but like, you know, and I stick in as long as I can. Has any job ever come to your trailer and stab the mattress? <laughs> 
No, no, not for not for working. You mean like if I was working at another job at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. If you're working two jobs. Yeah, no. No, no, no matches. Okay. No, no. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, some crazy, crazy women, man. Crazy jobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy jobs. Um, what about you? Like in like ten years, you know, when you're almost seventy, where do you? Where do you yeah. So twelve years, I'm gonna retire. I'm gonna hit seventy. Um, you can retire then. Yeah, yeah. Seventy. Seventy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna retire as far as Social Security is concerned. Sixty-seven and start drawing, <clears throat> but I can still work. Are you gonna try to stay? Sorry. Are you gonna try to stay at the same company? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stay there until seventy. Um, you know, God willing, everything will be okay. Um, yeah. So I don't plan to work anywhere else, and after that, I'll probably, you know. I'll probably still work. I'll probably consult. Um, yeah, I'll still do something. You know, a little bit on the side. But um, I just can't imagine not having something. You know, not doing some kind of work, some kind of job. And who knows? Maybe in 12 years, maybe I'll be tired of it. I'll just retire. But but then I'll have enough. You know, I'll be fine. At, more than fine at that point to, to retire. But I just can't imagine... Being seventy years old and waking up and not setting the alarm, not 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 having something to do, you know, not make a business trip. So, um, you know, there's and and I'm and I'm lucky too because I'm at the tail end of the. If you look at the baby boomer curve, curve, yeah, you know, it goes up in 1946 after the war, right, and then it comes down in 1964 and hits the bottom and levels out. So I'm I'm at the tail end of that. So all those people before me are going to be dead, long retired. So I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to be in the position, I think, of there being a high demand for managerial talent, if I can say it about myself. And I, so I think I'm going to still be able to continue to work and, and be in consultant if I want to. And then in the case of being a consultant, you kind of pick your own hours, you know. And that's after. Yeah, you can can work three days a week, one day a week, you know, one day a month, whatever, and you're going to kind of set your tone and you go in and evaluate companies and and consult with them and stuff like that. I I could see liking that. I could see wanting wanting to do that, but I can't. um, I don't know. Then I may not even have to. Who knows? Yeah. you know, based on all the financial projections and everything, I should, I, you know, I shouldn't need to do that financially. But, I, man, I just can't imagine. You know, let, let's say Brent and I get married, and we're we're both retired at that point. I can't imagine being around somebody twenty four seven, and you know, for her yeah. state of mind, I just I think it's not healthy. I think you've got to have something to do, whether you volunteer your time or you. Yeah. Somehow have another outlet. I think you gotta do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's you know, to to just know there's an end to that, it just it kinda is weird. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, as I get older and I'm only thirty one, but as I see like the new generation rise up, I, I get like a certain type of bad feeling about like the next generation. Do you think 
this is do you think it's a it's kind of a a thing everybody goes through that like oh the next generation is gonna ruin us yeah i think so you know what i'm saying yeah i think so even though it seems worse than ever but it always does yeah i was i was that generation for al al you know was you know we were the worst generation ever you know (laughs) um but yeah no i think so i think it's exactly what it is i think everybody um when push comes to shove people step up and and when it's Jacoby and Greeley's time to be congressmen and, and senators, they will. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's, and then imagine spending the day with them today thinking about them in that kind of position. Yeah. They, they will, because we were all in that point. So right. There, there's, there's an old, yeah. there's an old saying that, that um, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this, but um, it's uh hard men make easy times and easy times make weak men and weak men make hard times and hard times make hard men and it just goes over and over again of this like cycle of you know making of nerfing the world to like okay we nerf the world now everybody's weak and now it makes hard times but now the hard times we're making the hard men and you know what i mean it's just do, yeah. do, you, do you do you think you agree with that do you think that's a th- um, I just see it happening because yeah. like, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think it, cause I, like you look back at like the, the men and you know, and maybe it's just a romantic thing to think about, but the men in the forties and stuff, like these guys that were just, you know, like Al who was just, you know, they, they were just ready for the war and they all signed up and they all went and died and like, you know what I mean? But yeah. the, the guys that didn't yeah. like Pearl Harbor was what, December and he, Joined in January. Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, no. I mean there's a there's a great thing by Tom Brokaw, the Greatest Generation a book. Um, I listened to an audio tape and it's it's just amazing what what these eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds were able to accomplish and how they pulled together and how they you know, it is and you can't imagine it today. Well, the whole country, right? It, right, the whole country and. And doing what they did, and it's, you know, it's it's just it's just un, unfathomable yeah. that um, that we could do that again. And hopefully, we don't have to. But yeah, it it, it really is. I mean, it's hey, I, I think yeah, I think you know this. I mean, I hope this political discourse where it's you know, especially with like Nancy Pelosi's husband being beaten with a hammer and almost died. Um, by somebody who was trying to get to Nancy Pelosi, and I'm not, I'm not a big fan of hers, but still, my gosh, yeah. Should your husband get beat to death by a hammer because you're the Speaker of the House? I mean, that there's something. There's just there's it's just got to stop. There's just too much, too much um, venom in in all of our political discourse yeah. and, and everyone is against everyone again. yeah I mean, it's just, I, and it's gonna find you know those people you mentioned earlier that are, that are unbalanced those people will find reason to go and kidnap the governor of michigan or do do, do shit like that it's just and think that they're getting tacit approval by donald trump oh yeah you know i mean granted I, i'm not the biggest donald trump fan but i don't think for a minute he thought January 6th is going to turn out that way or anybody's going to go try to um, kidnap the governor of Michigan. 
but I don't, but still, you know, you got some responsibility for what you say. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just a different time. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially with like that, we're never even, yeah, it's just, it's just getting too real and too, too, uh, ambivalent. And the people are just, you know, just trying to hurt each other. It's, yeah, it's, 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 so from that standpoint, I mean, I think everybody needs to take a, I'm glad the midterms, I think, are next week. You know, take a deep breath and just really look at 2024 and just, you know, try to move on from the Joe Biden, the Donald Trump. I know. Get, get some people who are more more moderate, more yeah. to, to to negotiate with each other because it's so binary right now. Everybody's against One them. way or another. Yeah. I hate to say it, but in this country, if you're not a, if you're not, if you're not a victim, then you're an oppressor, you know what I mean? That type of thing. And that's why there's so much victim mentality of, you know, of, oh, you know, this or that. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous because if you're not, if you're not pleading that you're a victim, then guess what? Oh, you're the guy, you know, holding them down. It's fuck, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I saw somebody on TV yesterday say that, you know, there was a time where you could, you could have disagreements with somebody and you just agree to disagree yep. okay I, no, I, i'm pro-abortion and you still could be friends and be friends now now the person will 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 try to convince you how wrong you are and if you don't agree with them they'll just write you off and they'll speak ill yeah you or they'll try to they'll silence try, you they'll try to silence put publicly you. yeah and it's like what the hell happened to you know you know personal independence yeah or just being able to agree to disagree right yeah. yeah it's it's a, it's a very narcissistic way to look at life of it is of of oh i'm right and oh you don't agree with me well okay well i'm just gonna tear you down then yeah you know right and and the sad part is is i i know where that comes from because i've seen it with friends with friends i have i'm not gonna name them but like people that just don't agree with you and they just like they'll just make you feel crazy for just voicing your opinion, you know what I mean? It's like, well, damn, I guess. And then at the only, uh, the only thing you do is just not talk about it. Then it's like, I guess I'm not gonna talk. Yeah, then you just can't even broach the subject because you're gonna be yeah. an argument. Right? But I don't think any topic should be off limits because, like, you should be able to discuss anything with anybody. That's how you get to know who they are and right. what they believe. And you know, I mean, you shouldn't. I mean. I don't think you should ever judge someone for what they what they think. I think you should be like, you should try to figure out what they think and why they think it that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Try, try to understand them. Yeah, there's a great um, management um, statement from um, oh, I can't remember who it was now. It was so great I can't remember who it was. It was seek first. Uh, to, I'm sorry. Seek first to understand before being understood. So the, the whole point of that is try to understand the other person's point of view before you try to put upon them yours. And so understand where they're coming from. Yeah. This is like management 101, right? Yeah. So here I got an angry employee in my office. I'm trying, I, so I should try to understand where they're coming from before I explain to them why, why? Their behavior was not acceptable right. in the workforce, you know? Before they try to understand, my, let me try to understand why you're upset, why you said what you said, did what you did, and that then I'm going to tell you why it's inappropriate in the work environment. Yeah, because people are are complex, and, yeah. and you have to understand, and they appreciate the fact that you're willing to understand them. Yeah, and that's ninety percent of the battle. Yeah, 
Yeah, so much that that is lost today. That's why I don't. That's why I don't envy like people that are managers, because I couldn't. I couldn't take some of these these people that just are mentally ill because like some of them just don't they don't they don't want to hear why you're telling them what to do they just just so you know like like i have a guy who i work with who's like um just always bitching about the boss i'm like you know what i understand why you're bitching about the boss but he's still the boss right you know he's yeah he's like yeah but he's but he's acting like he's better than us i'm like yeah i get it but guess what? He's our boss, and he and guess what? He controls our paychecks. Right. Like, do you do you have bills? Yeah, me too. So, do you want to play ball or not? Like, if you don't want to play ball, right. then then you need to find another job. Like, that's seriously what it is, and that, it sucks. That, and that sucks. That's the way it is. Yeah. But if you can't handle it, then you need to get the fuck out of here. I mean, I think you know that Brenda is like the union president where she's at. Yeah. So she tells me all these times these people we, that I work with too. They come to her and say, well, so-and-so is complaining because employee A is getting all the good jobs, the good machine, the good roles to run and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was going on 20 years ago. And they're different people, but it's always, it's one of the things that's always going to be going on. People are always going to be looking. Who's got it easier than me? And they yeah. always want to find someone to bitch to. Yep. And I hate to say it, but, I mean, what I've noticed just switching careers from a union job to a non-union job it's all it's going to be union jobs that bitch yeah i mean they're always well i'm not you know and a lot of it has to do with them being the oppressed at the time oh, yeah. i was the low man now i have a now i and ha- i'm upper manager earned upper and seniority now i can bitch so i'm going to right. you know what i mean so like in that like sense all it's these years i've been waiting yeah it's like an initiation process of like i got stepped on for so fucking long and now guess what i'm spitting on everybody else yeah. And that's just not the way to run business. No, it's not. It's not. You know, but that's that's how that's how these union guys are. And I respect unions, I do. But like a lot of I hate to say it, but there's a lot of union guys that are the worst workers you'll ever work with. Oh yeah. They're not they're not good workers. Yeah. Some of them are. They're gonna do as little as possible. Yeah. Whatever the the minimum requirement. Yeah. But guess what? You you tell them to do more and they're like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna go right to the uh Mm-hmm. Go to the union and, and uh, I'm gonna file a grievance. And like I said, I'm I'm pro union, but like you let these guys slip through the cracks after 90 days and they're in there, they're gonna give you hell, man. Yeah. You gotta fucking find yeah. a way to get yeah, rid of I them. Hate to say it, but you're, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, we, luckily, not gonna, we're not union, but um, but they um, companies that are have to make that decision on day 89. Yeah. Let this fucker get in the. Yeah, because they're gonna be fucked. If they if they've been have been nothing but stellar, let them in. But if they're not, get rid of them because they are gonna be a pain in the ass. Yep. To get rid of seriously. That's 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 the only way to do it, and because after once they're in, then what do you do? Yep. And then it's like it's literally nearly impossible to get rid of them. Right. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine being an only child? It would suck. I would hate it. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested. So, so, when, so let me just digress for a second. So when Matt left, came to live with me, and it was you and Brooke in the house. How was your and Brooke's relationship? Not, not great. Because she was the baby. It just, yeah, it just we, yeah, we just never really had a relationship. No. I love Brooke, but. Yeah, I'm just, I, I guess, you know what the best way to describe it is, is that 
she I, I really do feel like she was waiting for me to be her older brother and and a facilitate relationship yeah. but just like how me and you aren't good at relationships with friends right. and same thing oh, okay. you know because she's a doll i mean she's, she's great she's and i feel she's bad fantastic yeah I'm, I'm sure. I'm in her. I mean, like I said, I, I'm standing up in her wedding. Are you? Yeah, and I don't feel like I deserve it, but. Well, Sharon Rich did a really good job with her because she's mm-hmm. she's everything you'd want in a daughter, and she's beautiful and smart and yeah, and just sweet and yeah, yeah, you know, and it's uh, yeah, just it's one of those things that I just I, I feel like I didn't water. It's like, I mean, I don't mean to blame, I don't mean to put it like this be, because it seems so laissez-faire or like, so like, um, just like, it's not whatever, but like, it was something that like, it's like, it could have happened and it didn't. And now it's the, my relationship with her is the way it is. And it's like, so, so why couldn't you be that person for Because you were the only person in the house. Why couldn't you be? It just, uh, it seemed natural, right? I just think the age. I just think the age difference. You guys should have should have connected. Is that how much? How much age difference? Is uh, twenty years. I'm no, not even ten. I'm not even ten. I meant ten, but seven maybe. That's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I meant ten. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, mom and Brooke, or mom and dad, or mom and Rich babied her a lot, and it just became a um. It's just, yeah. I mean, I just, we just went separate ways. She had issues though, right? And she got, she got the Jones issues, right? Yeah, she's very anxiety. She's very nervous. Yeah, nervous issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I wish I had more for you. I just. Oh, no, I'm not asking. No, no, I'm just like. I'm just, I'm just wondering. No, I know. I'm just saying, I wish I, like, I, I just, I, I mean, I, I, I guess. It's just more of I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I can tell you for for me, and I never held this against Brooke because she's always been a sweetheart to me. So, um, but um, yeah, I always had a problem with how Rich treated you and Matt, and then all of a sudden he's got his own kid and and Brooke, and all of a sudden you know she's she gets everything right. That but you guys couldn't get. X, Y, and Z, but she got it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, I was paying child support. Sherry's the mother. You know, so why is, why is Adam not and Matt not getting the same stuff? But, but yeah, obviously I'm not going to hold that against her because it's not her fault. But I certainly hold it against Sherry and Rich because I think they, and I'm com- probably completely just, you know, just dredging up bullshit I don't need to. And I try not to ever do that, but. But, you know, if I had some negative things to say about the situation, yeah, I think, I think, you, you know, I think Brooke got a lot better than, than you got it or Matt got it because I think Rich demanded it and Sherry, Sherry didn't. So can I, can I offer a response? Yeah, please. Cause I, cause I have a, can I have a response? Yeah, maybe I have left field there. Can I have a response that I think mom, what, what I think mom would say? Yeah, what would mom And this isn't me. This is, and I'm, and I don't feel this way, but do you think mom could say the same thing, what you just said about Blake? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I, as I said, I, I, 
you know, and I, I've seen it and I don't, I, I mean, I said, I, I said it earlier, I, I don't hold it against, I know you guys are di- we're different people and I don't think I ever hold, held it against Blake or Brooke, you know, because like I said, it's, it's, it was different. It really was. Um, but I understand the way you feel, but I, but I think, I think that's what mom would say. Yeah. You know, but, but, but also in the same way of like, Hey, like, like, Hey, like, you know, not just you did it, but like Tiffany demanded it like Rich did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, but, but the thing is, is I never let it affect my relationship with either of them. Yeah. My final thought, Dad, I just want to let you know I appreciate you doing this for me. I hope you do it again. Um, just want to let you know that um, I think you're, I think talking to you, you're probably one of the most people I feel sane talking to in the sense of like self, like just self evaluating myself and, 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 um, just just knowing that I'm not crazy and knowing that like my feelings are valid and and uh yeah just you're you're one of the the best people I know and 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 uh just the funnest people the funnest person to be around and that's why you know in the future I I want to make this relationship better in the sense of going on trips with you and spending more time with you and that's why I'm um that's why I didn't bail today, and you know that's why I'm, we're going next week. And um, yeah, just I want you to let you know that I'm I'm making a better attempt to be a better son to you that I, I haven't been in the last ten years. Um, I love you, and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I love you, son. And and again, don't don't ever feel bad about. It. Decision, decisions you made to not be at certain events. I mean, you know, we, you know, life life is not in a vacuum, and you know, you made decisions based on what was best in your life at that point. And you know, I mean, obviously, I'd love for you you've gone before the places that we've gone to, and I hope you can go go in the future. And um, you know, we always have a great time together. I never. I never walk away from, you know, a day or a weekend with you some, doing something like this and just don't thank God that, um, and, and I'm happy that, that we, that we had a good time. You know, we're, we, you know, we always have, you know, again, and this is nothing against your brothers. We all have different discussions and I appreciate my conversation with Matt and my conversation with, with Adam and your conversations, you know, you and I have had over these last couple of days and tonight. Uh, on air and off air are just just yeah just just very very fulfilling and very um what's the word I want to I'm losing the word but just make me feel good proud of you as a father uh, of that um that you and I can have this time together and have and be this transparent and talk about these things and um, you know because you know I know there's a lot of parents that don't that kids get to be thirty and they just you know they are kind of out out of their life and all that and 
I don't want to be that guy. I want to be involved as much as you allow me to be involved. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's always appreciative. This is not a, um, an easy trip to make, you know, I know it's a long drive here and, um, especially have, you know, Brealey and her friend in the car and making time for, for, uh, for Jacoby to make it here. But it's, no, it's, it's, I'm glad you came and, me too. Um, I'm glad we did this and hopefully, you know, we'll do this again in the future. But, but again, to me, this is kind of, kind of what we do yep. when we're together, right? So That's why I said I, friends. we always are, are always talking about life and past, future, present. Yeah. Well, as, as I said, I just appreciate you being able to do it in front of a mic for, for me. You know I mean? You don't have to, you didn't have to, and you did. And thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I love you, Dad. Love you, love you, boy.